Wake up, gamers, because you're listening to the Big Think Dimension with Dan and Bob Video Games. Happy to announce Scramble of the Year 2024 Neon Video Games. Oh, God, stop. Chris Wolfhard. X-Attack. And Dr. Agro. With these hands. Here on Gigaboots. Listener, it's so cold. I should have, uh, you know, I, I knew this was going to be the intro, but I didn't think about it. I should have just put a blue filter yeah. over everything. Yeah, we need to get like the just holidays, show- like <laughs> the icicles, the snowflakes. Uh-huh. I should have gotten some clip art. Just hit you that button spent- and start playing Freeze Easy Peak again. <laughs> you should have you spent like four hours photoshopping yourself into like uh, Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. That actually would be really good, and I would be honored if somebody photoshopped a random frame of me to be that. Yeah, I would, if, that would be so good. If I were locked out of my house, that would have been the case. <laughs> you would have been like, milk! <laughs> uh, no, I, I was too busy to do all this because uh, I was using the power of AI to edit the word avowed out of this guy in the background's chest. Now you can't even... Oh my god, we don't need employees anymore! We're good now! We never need to hire anyone for art ever again! (laughs) You did it! You solved business! (laughs) I can't even read the about text! You can't! can't. It's impossible to read that! It's... Look, it doesn't matter how good of a job it did, you didn't have to pay anyone to do it, you have created infinite value. I have unfortunately been uh, uh, an active member of a number of short films who thought that was a good idea, and uh, half of them didn't make it to uh, completion. Mm. Wonder why? Mysteries. It's almost like, it's almost like when you decide uh, labor is an optional cost, it's hard to finish projects. As It, it is true, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, a combination of people who are not actually trained to do a thing, combined mm-hmm. with people who don't have the means to do it correctly. It's a, it's a very good situation. Anyways, hello. This is Big Thing to mention number 256. Uh, Bob and I are trapped in a frozen hellscape. Yeah. We are genuinely uh, surprised uh, that he made it over today. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that it warmed up enough for me to get over here today. Finally. Yeah, there's, uh, <laughs> there was a point earlier in the week where Spiff's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, can, I could come over. I, I think it was yesterday. He's like, yeah, I could come over after I do this thing. And then later in the day, he DMs me. And he's like, yeah, I had to drive uh, down the road. Uh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, no, no I, shit. I was able to just walk out to the uh, the street goes by my house and be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not driving on that. <laughs> yeah, no. that's uh, Because it didn't snow snow it snowed uh-huh. and sleeted so it was water and snow coming down at the same time right it the, just solidified into one solid chunk and like the worst part of all of this is it didn't really snow at any point it just had a light hail yeah it yeah, was I, just I, frozen rain with not enough cold high enough mm-hmm. to turn into actual snow yeah i went out in a few times just to be like oh man it's snowing kind it's of kind of snow like yeah uh, it's, it's snow-esque it's been it's been fascinating as uh i can't go to the gas station get an energy drink so i went through a full relapse uh <laughs> that's that's a good way to describe it anyways uh i'm gonna go ahead and nominate for uh this week's drink of the week uh moscow mule it's pretty good it's got ginger beer and vodka <laughs> <laughs> May have saved my life. Who knows? Uh, so, you need to understand. We lived in Florida. We moved. We moved further north, substantially north. Not 
I wouldn't say we moved to the north, but no. we moved northward. And uh, this is some fucked up shit. I've been <laughs> yeah, trapped you, you on an out. island because shit froze over, right? <laughs> but this was... Uh, I'm trapped in my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, you, you guys moved just north enough for like the freak cold snap to lock you in. This is like a freak storm, an actual freak storm. Yes, they were, it is. They were yeah. talking well, about it has, over the entire country, too. Because uh -huh. like, my yes, brother's dealing with the like Washington state. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's like probably like negative 18 there. Something insane. probably. Uh, so. I forget. I was I've been pretty good about it this winter of leave the the faucet dripping. Have you been on Oh top yeah, of I haven't leave it dripping. It's still dripping right now in case. <laughs> I'm dripping even now. <laughs> uh Bob. Uh-huh. I forgot one night. Okay. Okay. On the important sink, the kitchen sink. And the the cold water goes out. The hot's fine. One knob does nothing. The oh, other one no. gives me hot water. So that whole day I'm just getting hot water and I'm like Man, this is inconvenient, but I can live like this. The next day, I forgot again. No, no, what are you doing? I wake up, neither water is working for the kitchen sink. And that's what I actually go into panic mode. And I'm like, this is going to be a problem. Yeah, it was I like, can't did, rinse did, dishes. Did uh, the pipe burst? Like, that's a real scare. Right. Yeah, that's the real fear. It is the but real fear. That's not. But, but now I'm like, I was, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, I can't. Like, it is now hitting me like, this is a really big problem. I can't believe I messed up two days in a row like this because I've been doing for not anywhere near severe weather. Uh-huh. Right? I was doing it when we were hitting barely under 30 for a day. Right. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on. What could I do to solve this? I look out the back window and uh -huh. I realize because the reason it froze and none of the other sinks did, all of them were fine. It's on an outlying wall, mm. which means... There is something on the outlying wall, most likely. I look out there. There's a faucet, like for a, a, a hose in your yard, that is icicle. So I get a thought. I start boiling water using the water kettle and pour it onto that faucet. Uh huh. And lo and behold, I did that long enough. It thawed the cold water. And I'm like, now I'm just in the weird ironic situation of <laughs> cold works and hot is frozen. Uh, and then uh, I read some strats about like, leaving a uh, a space heater on like near under the sink which i had already done that part but it, it didn't make enough progress for the cold water uh-huh and obviously the hot water and i got a weird like parabolic space heater i'll get to that in a second anyway what i re what i read is this like okay turn the heater on in your house just in general and bring the whole house up because that will seep into the wall wherever and i'm like okay we're gonna kill the electric bill and actually kick this up pretty high which pretty pretty high during all this is 69 <laughs> uh i do that i have the parabolic space heater which for people who don't know that is a space heater that doesn't just emanate in general it it is aimed that's why it looks like a dish huh and it is like say i was getting hit in the face with the heat right here i could literally do this and almost get nothing huh it's a very aimed thing so i do that i get the house heater going i get that going and it actually did thaw it, but the sound it made when it thawed the hot water and it started coming out again, because of course I turned on the faucet, uh -huh. was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I nearly shit my pants. It was uh, like sputtering, wasn't it? It was like 
a thud and then some sputtering, a horrible sputtering sound. So I just like, I muted Galuria stream, which I'm watching and I'm like, what the fuck is going? And then I run over there and I'm like, hi, it worked. Fucking awesome. It was two small yeah, victories to get that back online. <laughs> you don't have to worry too much about like more modern water lines breaking because even PVC can kind of expand to deal with a freeze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and PEX, the, the, the really new stuff can really deal with it. So mm -hmm. the bigger the bigger fear with shit freezing is just the water. It's, it's clogged right. now. Yeah. Um, Whereas I'm living in a 30 plus year old building. So the fear is real. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fear is real. Like if like metal I'm, metal will break. I mean, this place is almost 40 years old. What? This house. I'm yeah, renting. There, it, it, it's, it's probably yeah. metal. It's probably metal to the house, at least. Mm -hmm. Does it have a crawl space or is it on a on a concrete slab? I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I do well, know do you that... have to go up steps to get into your house or is it pretty much on the ground? Uh, I'm going to say it's pretty much it's pretty much on the ground. It's, okay, so if anything yeah. breaks, uh, your nightmare, 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 uh -huh. nightmare, nightmare, uh -huh. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Okay, did you yes. see that clip where they edited Alan Wake into that clip? Yes, <laughs> it was the Eric Andre show. Oh yeah, and yeah. He's just like nightmare, nightmare. Now. Alan Wake's just like <laughs> lean back in the chair. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, that was that was too good of a clip. I love that. Uh, so, you know, that was that was my fun adventure in shit freezing over. Uh, the only other anecdote that's amusing that came out of this. So I'm sitting here at the desk today, and today's the first day that it's supposed to, like, thaw at all. And, uh, you know, Tosh successfully makes it to work, so I'm just alone. I'm fucking around on the computer. I'm getting shit ready for big thing. And I hear a slam and a shattering sound, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I've seen those videos where the snow on the roof... The ice on the roof all slides off and crushes the thing, uh -huh. and it is right there. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. So I run out, and I see the shattered ice in front of my car. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, I gotta move my fucking car before, and I jump in the driver's seat, and then I look up, and there's no ice on my roof. And then I realized that was all of the ice on the hood of my car sliding off of the car and shattering in front of it, scaring the shit out of me. Hmm. Yeah. That makes you sense. Gotta be you, you gotta be, especially right now where it gets above freezing in the day and below freezing at night, you gotta worry about icicles. I bet you'll have some wicked icicles. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. No, we've, we've been developing them. I think we're in the clear now. I don't think as many will develop. It, whenever over the it next snows day. here, we get like a, I get like a six foot one out by my, out by my back door that just looks like a, uh, like a stalagmite. I'm trying to think. I think the one we had was a little under a foot. Like, it wasn't that severe because... Yeah, we get big ones. Yeah, I, I just had a bunch on my car, if it, but... If yeah, Tosh's car had a beard. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it snows, you get a lot worse because the snow will melt because your mm -hmm. house is obviously warm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it will drip down and it's now far enough away from the house to freeze again. So it will form some pretty wicked icicles. And that's the weird thing about this is like, it was really just day one that snowed. Snowed. Yeah, and it's, right. And, and then every day since it's just been fucking cold. Yeah, and then but that's cap the snow. Uh-huh. Which here we call, so, we call it snow, but I once again I, it's, it's, it looks like it's snow, but then you walk on top of it and, and it's, it's ice. It, yeah. yeah, it's just ice. You're just yeah. on top of what looks like a snow layer. There was uh, shortly <laughs> after it snowed, I could walk on it and it sounded like walking in snow. And I'm like, yo, it's just like a movie. Holy crap. Once again, Florida. 
<laughs> from Florida. I saw snow once for a fraction of a second. By the time we pulled over the car, it was gone. <laughs> so that's my experience with that. Uh, this has been weird. I, I'm so glad we moved uh, here for a freak storm once in a several decades level of coldness. Right. It can only be uphill from here, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the weather going forward won't have any more freak accidents, right? No, I'm pretty sure climate's pretty stable. Yeah, definitely. Right Not a whole lot of changing going on there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure that's what I read. <laughs> but it's been a fun adventure. Uh, those uh, space heaters, though. Yeah. I tried to do a mobile order for them. Uh -huh. And then I realized... The Home Depot is not going to pull this mobile order in a timely manner. So I drive over. And this is before it's even snowed because I knew it was coming. Uh, and yet I procrastinated the whole weekend to go buy these. Uh -huh. So I'm there the day before we know the snow is going to hit. I pick these two up. Uh, and then I realize, like, as, I, as I'm holding them, I realize these are literally the last two in this entire Home Depot. And people are starting to appear and look around like, where the fuck are they? Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, so Toe, should I start leaving with those? And the dude's like, hey, where'd you get those? And I'm like, literally where you found your one. That's all they have. So I have to imagine someone out there right now is just fucked. Now, admittedly, I, mm, what's up? No group of people in human history act more insane than Southerners in a freak cold snap. <laughs> yup. Now it's true. Like, Whenever it snows here, and it snows here once or twice a year, every year. Like, it's not uncommon. Uh-huh. But it happens, and you go to the grocery store, and it's like, there's no bottled water, there's no toilet paper, canned food is decimated. Like, these people think they're going to be trapped inside for a month, and, when it's, and it will all be gone tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. For our grocery tip trip, we just ran out of chicken, so we stocked up on that again. And then we ran out of some other things. So it was like, we didn't even buy an excessive amount. We just needed to top out before the several days. Right. A freeze. But uh, yeah, there was a real energy that was hectic at both of the grocery stores we went to. That makes sense. It's kind of like before a hurricane. Yeah. yeah, it was that. Florida. It was literally the same experience as uh, like the day before a hurricane, right? Right. They, because this was so unprecedented for them, too. Anyways, I'm glad I could be here for it. <laughs> uh, did you have any other anecdotes you wanted to tell? I can't think of anything. Most of the, like every every day that it was frozen, I just woke up, walked all the way out to the street, which is actually very far from my house. That's true. Yeah, like half a mile or something. It feels like mm -hmm. um, probably more like a quarter mile. Yeah, yeah, a quarter mile is accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and. And then just look at me like, yep, it sure didn't change. <laughs> and I always slip and fall every time because it's just a stall sheet of ice. It's not snow. Yeah. I, I took a few yeah, pictures like of the got... parking lot of just like, just, it, you, you <laughs> like, can use an ice ring. Like yeah. you could. Yeah. Yeah. You got like the absolute worst combination of things to produce ice on the road. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's true. And, it, uh, and everybody's scared of driving, so it doesn't melt off super fast. Even though I presume it's presumably pretty thin, 
and would do that if people just went out and drove. Which I, I would like to clarify. Spiff wasn't afraid of driving again. He was afraid of driving near some jackass in a four-wheel truck who thinks physics don't apply to him because he has yes. all-wheel truck. Yes, I was very glad on the way over here. Everyone's like, we're going to go like 25 miles an hour. Yeah. It's going to be fine. We're not going to try and kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah was... and, then, and, then the, and then the dude who owns a car dealership and has the... <laughs> The, F, the Ford F-250 diesel engine that has the American flag coming up out of the cab like four feet. He can't go through drive throughs in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it has yeah. the mean machine printed on the hood. This is a real car I see all the time here. It's just like, rules don't apply to me. Get out of the way. <laughs> Plows through a fucking intersection and kills eight people. Right, yeah. Uh -huh. no, it's, it's true. It was really weird to have the same experience I had on, trapped on the island again. Uh-huh. And it's happening to a whole city instead of just people on an island. Because mm. for people who don't know, my job, uh, not the prior one, not my last job before I went full-time, but the one before that, uh, the CVS, they had me come in to work the overnight shift when both me and the manager were like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's a freak storm. We're going to get trapped. They're like, no, it's fine. We got you covered. Come on in. We do the whole <laughs> overnight shift and we're like, well, we can't escape the fucking island now. They're like, oh, cool. Do you want to work? <laughs> no. no. No, I don't want to work. We just worked for 10 hours. I want to go home, you dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, they paid for our hotel and stay. <laughs> they damn well better, because that would be the point where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I would just like go to the manager and look him dead in the eyes and says, I'm willing to go to jail over this. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good bargaining chip. <laughs> Just let them know up front where you're coming in at. It helps negotiations. Uh, I mean, it's very true. Like I, as a person, decided a long time ago that I would not die on on that island alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to ask you any uh, revealing questions like, when did you have to make this discovery internally? Uh, worth noting, if you want a timestamp on a roughly when that was, uh, trapped in that hotel room, I played Oli Oli on my PlayStation Vita. Ooh. The other thing I did on, because, you know, we used to Florida, I was like, well, I'm uh -huh. going to wake up early on the day it snows to make sure I see it before it goes away. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. I was like, oh man, it's, it's snowing. This is neat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Once again, I relapsed from energy drinks, so I was just up naturally early in the morning because that's apparently what happens to Dan the moment he gets cold turkey. Yeah, that's crazy. So I'm just there. My, my waking up early was I'll wake up at noon. Right. After not being able to sleep until like six. I'm trying to think what the latest I woke up all this week was. Was it 9 a.m.? Something like that. Yeah. No, that's, uh, so anyway, mm -hmm. I was out there. I got to go. Neat, and then walk around and made snow sounds. Yeah, I I was awake when it first started snowing, like five in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I went out there during that and was like, "Oh, it's it's like not really snowing, but I can pretend." Right, <laughs> it really is that. I'm like, and there's not even anything on the ground yet because right. it literally just started. So I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> just wandering around my apartment complex, like, yep. Yeah, I kind of felt like a jackass, even just standing up and opening the front door repeatedly to just look at it mm -hmm. as it developed, because this was novel to me. It was uh, really interesting when the man, when the uh, manhole 
over there. The sewer grate just started melting the ice on top of it because mm. of the... Yeah, that makes sense. Know, the yeah. heat from underground. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, that does happen. Cool. <laughs> yep, this is it. This is our really interesting Florida dudes trapped <laughs> in a winter hellscape story. Northerners, I bet you're having a hoot. A hoot and possibly even a holler listening to us country boys talk about the cold. God. Yeah, mm. my mom told me about my brother. Uh, it, his house is like over 100 years old. <laughs> they basically don't have insulation. Mm-hmm. Hardly has a, a like heater. <laughs> so he apparently just was like under 40 degrees into his home. The entire time, so we just had to bundle up and like sit in bed. All yeah, day. That, that's kind of the situation <laughs> I'm in. My house, I think, was built in 1911. Okay, yeah, I think his was around there too. So, and, <laughs> and we don't. We again, we also basically don't have insulation, but it doesn't get that cold here. And we have, and I, and the house has central heating. So, and he lives on like a, a, a somewhat of a mountain, I think. <laughs> I love this. Is he he is a horror movie protagonist? And I'm like, yeah, your brother's like if you combine Jeremy Parrish with Alan Wake, that's yeah, he the will, he, horror movie character he would be. He absolutely would like to just be a writer stuck out in in the woods. Oh yeah. That is, which by the way, uh, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Uh, if you need to know what Bob's brother looks like, it looks almost ident- he looks almost identical to Jeremy Parrish. Like literally just look up Jeremy Parrish. Wait, Agro, you've seen Bob's brother. I have. Have you seen Jeremy Parrish? I'm looking him up right now. Imagine, like, a slightly shorter Jeremy Parrish. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a really good analog for Bob's brother. Now we never need to show a picture or anything. We can just be like, <laughs> even more hipstery Jeremy Parrish. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think that's it for snow stories. Snow. Yeah. Not stories. Right. Sleet stories. Just doesn't have the same ring. Oh yeah. That the other thing I was like, I went to do my laundry cause we have a laundry provided with some laundry room for the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And I guess that they, they didn't take the necessary precautions, so there's something wrong in the the the, <laughs> no. the washing machines do not work. <laughs> yeah, God. So, uh, hey, if you need to do laundry, I have the most that's, musical that's fucking just, laundry shit. That's if true. I might need to bring that tomorrow. Or yeah, something. no, that's fair. I think I owe you a few. <laughs> I think I think I've done my laundry at your house at least a hundred times. Probably. So, so I think I think we're. I think I owe you that. That is really funny. The thought of like. <laughs> Yeah, they sent an email for all the residents to make sure we turned our faucets on, but they didn't do it themselves. <laughs> Which, you know, uh, my my landlord uh, company, they also sent me a fucking email, and I'm like, bitch, I'm reading this days into this. You think I'm that attentive with my email? Uh, that's that's really good. Oh, yeah, something really weird with my, with my landlord, and this is a non-specific enough story where I can share it. Uh, I think they programmed their computer to give me the last renter's rent as the how much they charge me every month. So multiple months in a row, they've had to text us and be like, we have yet again charged you the wrong rate. We will charge you the difference. Is this okay? Because they have to ask if it's okay because I have to give authorization for another payment. Right. Well, this time, because of all the snow stuff and other, I actually kind of ghosted them for like two days on that day. (laughs) 
it's I have to wonder if the person working there is like, is this is this gonna become a situation <laughs> with this guy where he's like, uh, I decided I wanted to save $150 and uh good luck legally convincing me <laughs> <laughs> otherwise. Um yeah, it's been really funny because every time they send that text, they have to send it in the same specific, very funny phrasing. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine you have to write the text that says, hey, um, we accidentally charged you a good rate. We're going to charge you the difference. Is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I've been, you know. Because I've been able to concentrate so much on uh, getting shit-faced with Moscow Mules and uh, being indoors. I've been able to play some video games. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I played Journey to Foundation, which is based on Foundation. The Isaac Asimov. Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, there's an Apple TV Plus show. Did you watch that? No. Should I have? Will that prepare me better? Please look forward to our foundation versus Ted Lasso spoiler cast. No, finally. No, yes, absolutely. Let's fucking go. We should. We should. Um, Dan goes to the foundation. Uh, hey, what's uh, what's going on? One second, buddy. I'm just. I got these cups. <laughs> See, it's Tom goes to the bear, but Dan goes to the foundation uh-huh. someone on top of it. so uh that game sucks <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, the journey to foundation is terrible okay like like the way they designed it or the way it ended up being made they made a seventh gen ass video game in journey to foundation uh you are some sort of uh investigator sent by a, a group to figure out what has gone wrong with the viceroy's daughter being kidnapped okay you are a mentalist which means you can read minds ah but you can only normally read moods unless the dialogue tree allows you to further read their mind which involves you hitting the read their mind button and then you grab a dial and you turn it until one squiggly line lines up with another squiggly line and then you'll hear them think a whole sentence wait so you're actually a troy you're not actually a good Like mind reader. I wish they wrote my character like they were Deanna Troy. They pretend I'm so cool. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's I'm sensing some aggression from right. the ship that's already firing at us, Captain. It, it genuinely, that's, that is the number one problem with this game, is that actually is how it plays out. You walk up to the guy and he's like, hey, what's up? Whatever. You're in my business. And then you'll be like, he's aggressive. He must be afraid. I'm like, yeah, no shit. He's trying to get you out of his face immediately. I didn't need to be psychic to put two and two together here. I and see, like you can't look down and see your rack or anything, right? It's not no, like they're no, actually I'm floating arms. Ray. I always hate that. I always hate when it's like this is a game where we have a whole person that is you, but instead you're just floating arms. Like mm-hmm. I, I like VR games where they put a body down there. Yeah, that Star Wars game was really cool with that. That Star Wars game is like one of the best VR games. Is yeah. what I'm increasingly learning out uh, learning $20 at a time. <laughs> That's insane. sometimes 40. Uh So yeah, it's written like dog shit. Um it's absolutely frustrating at how stupid all of all of it is. Um Genuinely, I wish I had a better way to describe it than it is so seventh gen. It's like, okay, they have some information. And then and then your little command it's so fucking stupid. You need to understand this is not hyperbole. Okay. 
you will be interrogating a guy in the same room as your commander, your guy who's telling you exactly how to go about this investigation, who is nine feet away talking to you on his Bluetooth headset instead of looking at you directly. <laughs> and he's like, this person seems cagey. Stop beating around the bush and ask them what they did. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how that's how good investigations go. You just immediately get the exact information you want out of them by saying, I read your mind and know you did a bad. Cool. And yeah, it's unbelievably dumb. Um it I when I heard it described by a couple people as a cool game where you go around and you have dialogue trees and these psychic abilities and other things and the shooting is like a small part of it. I thought that would be really neat, mm -hmm. uh, but it's actually completely worthless to me. And uh, I'm going to play it a little bit further to see if it improves because I basically did what you consider the opening chapter. OK. Um, I, I, I'm going to play it a little bit further to find out maybe that was just so terrible because it needed to be so handholdy. Yeah, there's always the chance that they, they make a bad opening by thinking they need to over explain stuff. Right. Um, but that's the thing. Like, none of the interactions I had felt like they had any other conclusion than the one. So saying that I have choices is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Acting like... As I, usual for video games. Right. And that's why I, I started describing this as, like, it is the most 7th gen dialogue morality tree stuff. It's like, okay, we got the prisoner. He's sealed in there. We're going to give him the carrot or the stick. You get to decide how you get the information out of him. And then I go, okay, well, uh, he's on the other side of this window and I can't see through it. I guess I need to open that window. And I grab this lever and I pull it and you hear him go, ah! It sounds like the vacuum <laughs> of space got him and then the person on the other side of the door is like, you killed him before we got the information. I'm like, how was I supposed to know that opened the airlock? I was trying well, to see him. What is this fucking Duke Nukem forever? <laughs> Maybe you should have chosen to go to orientation first. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even work on that ship. I came here from a different place. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so then I did that sequence correctly. Uh, and basically what happens, I immediately rooted out that like, oh, this, this guy is an asshole. He worked with these guys. Uh, he's tight with them. Uh, we went to his room and found this hologram of his mother. So now I'm going to threaten that I will kill his mother if he doesn't give me the information. And then that works instantly. But then all these other dialogue trees and questions I didn't explore, I then do after that. And his tone has reverted to before that moment. Uh-huh. And he's acting cocky uh -huh. and like he's got the upper hand on me. Uh-huh. No. No. It's over. Yeah. 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 Once again, I... Worthless. Absolutely terrible game. I hated it. There's I, so much potential in the ideas they had, and none of it works out. I was really worried you were going to say I did it correctly. We still just opened the airlock on him after getting no info. <laughs> no, I got the info, and then I opened the airlock because this time I was able to see through it because I figured out which button let me see through the window. Uh huh. And then I opened the airlock. Airlock. And the funniest part, I saved a clip of this too. I hope I remember to show you sometime, Bob. You open the airlock, the door opens, and he he does the same thing I just described. He's like ah, and then he flies out, and then the, the airlock boom and the problem is most of the airlock wall is like a window. And you can see he moved exactly this far back and froze in space because that's all the animation they thought they needed to make. So he's just <laughs> barely outside of the ship doing like legs up, arms out. Frozen completely in place. And I'm like, man, they, uh, oh boy. <laughs>
he's just sort of vaporizing like a destiny character when he hit him with the energy rifle that makes him like float back slowly and at, dematerialize at least then if uh -huh. they did that it assuming they didn't put a bright effect on it uh-huh I could convince myself, oh, he got away. I couldn't quite figure, I couldn't quite see where he went. Like, right. oh, he flew away so fast. So that would look better. Uh-huh. Which they do have that effect because uh, you gun down every prisoner in the ship because that one guy escapes to the prisoner bay and lets out all the prisoners to do a concerted gunfight with you. Because every prisoner apparently is a marksman of some sort and one of two character models they have for every prisoner. Uh, this game did teach me one thing, though. Uh, Agro, you know how there are the inner buttons on the PlayStation VR Sense controllers? Uh-huh. Those are really pressure sensitive. To hold a gun in that game, you just put your finger on that button. You don't squeeze it. Well, yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're capacitive. See, I didn't know that about those buttons. I knew that about the face buttons and the sticks. I didn't know mm. the inner ones are like that because I've played video games that want me to hold that the whole time, the whole game, to shoot a gun, and I've actually strained myself doing that. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Oh, that was a Crossfire Sierra Squad. That would do it. I was that like, was that I, really I great shooter that had a litany of issues that made me go, you're not even touching my top 10? Th Thank you for the fun time, though. I thought we found out that it had a feature like that when we played Horizon, though. I could have sworn that uh, you could see, like, the the slightly, like, if we just touched it, their hand. Oh, the yeah, that's right. It was based on how much you could, like, how much your skin was making contact. It would change how much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was a while ago. And right. I'm not, I don't need to replay that for my top 10 is the most polite way to express that thought. <laughs> Anyways, I'm glad I could save you some money on Journey to Foundation, Agro. Uh, I am too. I, I really enjoy having this canary service available to hand like this. It's, and if, it's been quite a value. <laughs> reminder, listener, if you enjoy this canary service, if you're a VR enthusiast or just someone who's getting some sick pleasure out of me buying shitty VR games, that's patreon.com slash gbpodcasts. Oh. One day Dan will learn, and then you will stop getting the canary service. <laughs> I doubt it because some of my like here's the thing, okay? Uh-huh. I did I had a really long day that day of playing a bunch of different games. And I went straight from playing that fucking turd to playing like my favorites, you know? Mm -hmm. Like puzzling places, pistol whip, etc. And I was like, God, VR's so fucking good when it's good. <laughs> it's like incredible. And I also played Moss. Okay, I was actually gonna be like, was it Moss? Nice. Yeah. I played Moss Book Volume One. Or Moss Volume 1. Um, Agro, that game's incredible. Isn't it? <laughs> Chris, let me tell you. If we generalized Rat of the Year to Rodent of the Year, wouldn't have, Quill would have won. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Like, mm, it's not a rat. It's real close. Yeah. You Quill the mouse, the main character of Moss, has this amazing connection with you. Absolutely brilliant animations. The game runs at 120 frames per second, so all of her animations are so smooth and amazing. And there's a moment because they they do all these great animations for Mo, or for Quill to do these things like open a treasure chest, you know, just this mouse like flinging it open and crawling in, and it's really cute because she's a little too short. But we did this really hard puzzle, okay? We finished this really hard puzzle, and she does this little dance, and then she just holds her hand up, and I go, "What moment do I?" And then I bump her hand, and she gets a high five from it, and then spins, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> That game, that game's pretty good. 
and Agra said some comments about volume two is just markedly better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did, two two makes one look like the tech demo for this concept. Did did you finish one then, or just the play? No, that? according to the PlayStation Five, I'm sixty percent through. Okay, uh, I might be more than that uh, because I'm one hundred percenting it, so that might throw it off a little bit. Um, I didn't know about the original release of this game because for people who don't know, the original release of Moss Volume One is like on PSVR one, and it's years ago. They added something, as I heard, to this release, and I have to wonder if those are the Toad quests, because there are moments in mm. playing Moss Book Volume 1 where you can unlock a portal in the environment and then go visit a giant, very well-modeled Toad that has these great animations to it, and then it will send you on like a few different paths. Mm. This game, gameplay-wise, by the way, you are a spectator. You are the reader. You open this book the moss book and you are transported to the realm where the character in it quill is aware of you and can see you and interact with you is it a wonder book no okay <sighs> yeah we're safe uh and it's basically like a platformer action game that's kind of like zelda puzzles you know huh you manipulate the environment you uh can manipulate enemies using because your representation in the game is two glowing blue orbs and you can either possess enemies to make them do specific things to solve puzzles, or you can grab structures and rotate them and do other things. And your control sticks, your buttons and things will move moss, your quill, through the environment to do the platforming and stuff. It's really, really fun and cool in a sort of like, every time you clear one of those, you hear the page flipping sound as quill runs out of the room. It fades down and then it comes right back up and you're in a completely different play set if you will. It's really quite incredible. That game is good and Quill's the best. These are the facts. This is, this is a good video game. It's cool. Quill, Quill's fantastic. I don't even know how to express how fantastic Quill is other than I have, I have made an AMV. <laughs> <laughs> the only true means of expression left to mankind. <laughs> right? <laughs> Lost art. <laughs> uh huh. It's true. <laughs> if only, if only someone would make some AMVs. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are Gigaboot's AMVs? Oh, I know where that yeah. train of thought. Yeah, no, there's only one place. It's there's not only good. one anime character that's important to us. It seems. Anyway, there's one mechanic I didn't talk about in Journey to Foundation that could have been something neat, but ultimately didn't really go there. Uh -huh. uh, maybe it does later in the game, but uh, it has gestures. And I, I watched a YouTube review where a guy was like, I didn't figure out that the game wanted me to use gestures. And I'm like, this opening is so handholding in 7th Gen. How the hell could you have not figured that out? Because they very literally, you're on a ship. You have authority over the entire ship because of your role in the Empire or whatever. But there's just a guy next to a set of stairs who's just like. And then just stares at you. And you have to do the same gesture back to him or he will not let you walk down the stairs. <laughs> so apparently that's going to be a recurring thing in that thing. That game was awful. <laughs> that game was truly terrible. Anyways. Uh, what else did I play? I'm trying to. Oh. Uh, so, mm, 
How do I put this? This might be the most foregone conclusion of the year. The sort of thing where I looked at it and went, yeah, it's probably going to go this way, but I hope it's not going to go this way. I hope I have a great time. Mm-hmm. I get nothing out of Star Wars Jedi. Okay, yeah. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> that, I played, that's played kind of how I, just, I also felt from what I played. I played the whole opening and I'm like, like I like the Star Wars stuff Mm -hmm. you know Star Wars is really fucking cool I think Star Wars is like one of the best IPs in the world for games right but just something about the combat I don't enjoy at all yeah Uh, I like they're still kind of beholden to the Soulsy thing and I'm like no you need to you need to make me feel more like I'm a Jedi flossing on these guys and also like this is how I felt about it. I don't know how anyone else feels. I'm, I'm starting to get sick of climbing in games. Like, as a main gameplay mode. I mean, that opening has a lot of climbing and none of it's engaging. <laughs> like, because it's just, and I mean, hey, there's this really tall, great, get to I, it. I got, all, I got up to the desert planet, which is like the third planet you go to. Hmm. And I'm like, I, I, Uncharted <laughs> had less climbing. Like, I don't know. I you actually really liked it in this else, one because guys. because they get, they added air dashing and all this stuff, trying mixed up more. So once they started adding things to it, and it was way faster than the old one. I, I I liked it a lot. See, they gave me the grapple hook, and mm-hmm. I'm like, notionally, this is cool as shit and makes the platforming more. Um, nothing. I don't huh. enjoy the game at all. I was like, I I wish I could get the plot for this game without playing it. <laughs> which is not a good space for me to be in. I just want to know what happens to Cal lightsaber. You know, <laughs> I spent that first game with him and I was like, Oh cool. I'm, I'm really signed up for this plot. And then the opening does what the opening does. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> not exactly thrilled that that's the direct like opening of this, but maybe once, once it gets past, but I, I realized like it, do- it doesn't matter. Like, me playing it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it's not going to show up on my top ten. Right. Because uh, I, d- I genuinely don't enjoy playing it at all. Um, I wonder if somebody's made the movie version of that. Probably. Of that game. I don't know. But uh, I gave that a, a couple hours. And multiple times just went, I'm just not feeling anything. Because, like, I don't find the combat fun. Mm-hmm. And in my head... Given the structure of the game that it is, that should be the highlight. I mean, for me, it got the hugest buff in the world because I played it after grinding through 60 hours of mush that was Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Yeah. So no. coming off from that, I'm like, oh my God, characters exist. <laughs> There's like locations and I'm moving between things quickly and combat gets over and it's flash instead of I'm grinding one guy for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because as you go through 16, that is what the big battles become. Right. They become longer, not necessarily harder in an uh, execution way ever because i'm wearing the berserker ring (laughs) um yeah that's the thing though like i do find the universe neat and i do like the characters and i do want to know what happens to them but i didn't enjoy playing the game at all right it was really weird really really weird uh that game looks really nice and the weirdest part is you normally think the fidelity mode will have nicer graphics so you would like to see it that way but the fidelity mode in this game has a number of visual problems. 
Like there were windows I would look at that would flicker the reflection. Weird. Without me moving at all, the entire room would just flicker in the window. Wow. Just that things like that happen enough times where I'm like, that's that's insane. Why does this look worse? I mean, it, it could be that they they realize nobody actually plays on fidelity mode. I do wonder what the <laughs> metrics for that were. Right? I'll just like, ask the I director. I've never oh. <laughs> I've I'm, never like actually played a game in that mode in so long. I, I yeah, turn it on for a second I, and then like turn it off. I kept switching like back and forth to make sure, like, you got to do the A-B comparison. I got to know what I'm losing. And every single time I did it, I'm like, guys, no normal person would be able to look at the difference between these two fidelities and go, this one will obviously run like shit in comparison. <laughs> yeah, I never feel like I need to know even. It's like, it's not worth the sacrifice. It never is. <laughs> nothing is. <laughs> Literally I, nothing really... is worth the sacrifice. Sorry, Frank, for a second. <laughs> I'm waiting for, like, because people are still clawing through that Insomniac data leak because it was like 100 terabytes of data or something insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that to be one of the things and it's going to be something like 95.5 in favor of performance mode. Yeah. I and we're going to see some, we're going to see some like meltdowns from the no games have to look pretty. That's all that's important crowd. Like, I we'll, we'll get like faith broken level takes yeah if if someone out there has access to that data and is just going through it already i'm not saying so hey guys go get that leaked information because that includes people's yeah like identities and shit which is really fucked up um i think that's the only great information left to be extracted from that because i I think that's the golden thing right like every company probably wants to know what is the split of people who play in the high fidelity modes versus the performance mode. Mm -hmm. Like I wish in the grand scheme of things, we could have that information surface for everyone to know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I'd really want to see like, not just the raw, what are they played in, but what are they played in versus what is it initially set to? Right. Like, what's the changeover rate? Like a whole breakdown. Cause some games pull that off better than others. Like I, I always said, like if you go back and listen to our uh, force, feedback on Forspoken, the performance mode ran so bad I played that in Fidelity. <laughs> Which is not my preference on my console, obviously. I Every time I would look over at Bob's screen, I'm like, Bob, you said it for Fidelity? He's like, no. I'm like, what the fuck with the frame rate? I don't... Yeah, no. Why is it doing that? What the hell? <laughs> but that's the thing. Forspoken can't look good, so what's the point of the Fidelity mode? There's so many more know. pixels. It's so good. It's the best. <laughs> It looks so good. I'm next gen gaming over here. Yours, yours looks like a PS1 game. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I'm I'm trying to think of other things I played this week. I played a little bit more Pikmin Four. I I talked about that plenty last week, so I don't need to talk about that again. Um, played a little bit of Silent Hope. Silent Hope's really cool. Really weird seeing the Switch version though. Oh, I had to record yeah, that bad. version in order to get certain lines from mm. the princess. Mm. Um. You know, certain lines about what what would be the king of all crops. Do you know? She suggests it might be the humble turner. I've I've played that game for like an hour and oh my god. The princess. She's great. She She's so good, you guys. I think the best part of waiting. It, it, god, there's one that drove me crazy that was just constantly like every time you'd set something to the bell, she'd be like, Oh man, if you think about it, the fun part's really the part where you wait. Like yeah, she about. has so many lines it's non-stop <laughs> man she's got like 18 things she can say in town and she's just always saying one of them 
Yeah, she has to be. She has to be because she she has like she clearly has she's the only one who could talk as the lore of that game. Like everyone else had their voices taken. Uh so she's genuinely the type of person who needs to talk constantly or they they get uncomfortable. And since no one else could talk, <laughs> it's just nonstop with her. It's really good. Spiff says he turned the princess uh, voice off immediately. Can you believe that, Bob? Honestly, I don't know why else you'd play the game. Like, if if you didn't have the princess going, what what would be the point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that's the spice. It needs to taste like mace. <laughs> Aside from that, I think I think that's it. Except for what we played last Friday on stream. We did play something on stream. I gotta say, 14, nearly 15 years, fearing about this wife arm, Uh huh. I thought the plot twist would be fully delivered on. God, no. That doesn't imply any part of the story was delivered on. Our character is... Uh, <laughs> we played Bionic Commando 2009. <laughs> it was a video game. Um, it was what was left of a video game they shipped. I... Okay, first the positives. I think swinging in that could be cool. It is really unfortunate that they only have two ideas of how to make it hard, which is place everything over water and place everything almost as far apart as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, you can tell these devs really were PC first because the auto lock-on is just necessary in order to have it work on console in the least. Mm -hmm. And it's not good. Oh, I, uh, I actually was like, well, you know, I hear it's on sale right now on Steam. Okay. I'll go pick it up. I already owned this. Yeah. I played it like, <laughs> I guess, played? eight years ago or something. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I, I booted my soul save file up, which uh -huh. is like half an hour into the game. Of because course. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. Even on mouse and keyboard, that arm does not work how it should. This wing feels way better, though. It, running at 60 makes this wing feel right at all. On console, it does not feel like no. physics are working right at any and, moment. And we're playing on the PS3, so the frame rate's like 20. Mm-hmm. And they're screen tearing everywhere. So the swing still looks a lot better. Uh huh. But as soon as I got into combat with one of those robots, first thing that happened after I knocked one on the ground, he shot. I, I locked on. I aimed my cursor with the mouse directly at the the back of his armor. He shoots the ground instead. It's cool. still got the same exact terrible problems. <sighs> Shocking. I know. I can't believe that it wasn't a completely different version on PC. <laughs> there's a, there's a good idea in this game. Mm hmm. I feel like, you know, I, I tweeted it as my first uh, thing on my media list for 2024. <laughs> my number one feeling coming out of this game is just sad. Like, I'm just disappointed because I'm like, I don't need a Bionic Commando game to be good. I don't give a shit about Bionic Commando as an IP. Yeah, I don't think anybody really does. I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't know anyone who gave a shit before the game got rebooted. Mm -hmm. uh, but then Rearmed came out and Rearmed is good. Right. Um... So, notionally, I would like another Bionic Commando go game eventually. It was real weird how they did that and kind of, like, reinvigorated the IP, but then released this, which seems to, like, just... You, you think that's the mystery. I think Rearmed 2's the mystery. Because oh, Rearmed 2's... That's, that's, that's a super extra mystery box. Right. Because the first one's already like, no, we remade the first game, and it has a lot of cool callbacks and stuff to that. And uh -huh. then this is like, hey, what if everything about that actually sucked? 
Yeah. Yeah. I. Mm. Mm. What What I didn't know was that the devs of this and the, the new ones, I think, didn't they also do like rearmed same devs? Yeah. Yeah. It's same engine, same everything. When they talked to they, Capcom, they were like, we could just make that easily with our engine. We could do that. And they're like, oh, okay. They became they became overkill the creators of Payday. I always heard that Grin people ended up there, which is that's weird. weird. Yeah. We uh you know, I feel like we haven't had definitive information on it. Uh so we're going to need people to go to the comment section right now. What do you guys think? Do do, do you think the uh rad spencer redesign for 2009 is terrible or based actually <laughs> let us know in the comments because i look at that dude and i'm like yeah that's a military guy like they nailed it <laughs> i've seen this gi before <laughs> he probably watched his naruto oh he d definitely <laughs> and he, he hangs out with that guy from street fighter 6 wait oh um, pmc man yeah that guy yeah, i can't remember he's so much cooler though I'm not saying he is. Like, Luke is, is so much better. Jesus. Now, is that a sentence you ever expected Bob to say <laughs> in the Bob leading up to Street Fighter Six coming out, where Bob's like, fuck Luke. Luke sucks. I hate that guy. Go to hell, Luke. He, even in Luke's worst iteration in Street Fighter Five, he's so much better than Rad. <laughs> God. It, it is funny how much, like, man, Street Fighter Luke sucks. Street Fighter Six Luke sucks, but in a way that's, like, perfect and delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rad does the same, right? <laughs> no. Maybe, There's no, barely maybe a story in that game. Yeah, Those cutscenes feel so insanely like you had no plot here. You can None. also feel how exactly where every boss fight would just cut. Oh, yeah. Just fully cut out. Like, uh, oh, here, here's your rival character who's got robotic legs. Uh, you take her out in a cutscene. Yeah, she There's gets cool clothesline. arena in everything, and you don't fight her. Yep. There are only two what? boss fights in that game. One of them is a giant lizard and or a giant giant worm, worm robot. Worm? Worm. Was the second one the QTE final boss or no, was there? No, the, there was the uh the guy who got slightly taller. <laughs> I forgot about that dude. <laughs> it was like the biotic version of dude who tries to get taller via stretching or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Look at me, Phil, or look at me, Rad Spencer. I'm 5 foot 10." <laughs> Yeah, they do like this big monster movie reveal sort of thing. Like, it, you think it's going to be a Resident Evil transformation slightly right. off screen, and then it turns back and he's like a foot taller. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's really funny. But yeah, the cutscenes are so weird. It's literally like, um, you know, it's kind of similar to Mind Jack, only if instead of saying one liners like in Mind Jack, they had scenes happen that you've seen in a thousand action movies. But like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense or form a story. It's like, oh, this is the betrayal scene. Oh, this is the scene where he realizes maybe he's getting played. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is the scene where they kidnap his love interest. Oh, this is the scene with the secret scientist. And I'm like, but there's no plot. <laughs> the thing is, there's no plot in between these or before these or after these. I'm going insane. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen it executed quite like that before. That possibly may be the most that. Yeah, I like when the secret, the super secret scientist shows up with a sniper rifle in the last hour of the game, and it feels like he sets up a whole thing, the, the whole arc the game's going to go yeah, on. Then he never shows up again. We never hear about it. He literally goes, let's just say our interests align for now. I kept you alive, so that way you could do what I want. And then he's never in the game again. 
<laughs> because the game's about to end. <laughs> that this sounds like the plot of Final Fantasy 13, honestly, where like, <laughs> yeah. like that's like that's how it felt going through that, where I'm like, man, there sure was twice as many cutscenes in the initial concept for this game, huh? Yeah. I'm seeing someone in chat call it sequel bait. No, no, it wasn't. You you are calling it that. You are thinking it's that because it was that close to the end of the game. But that's not how it feels at all in the game. It feels no. like this is setting yeah, up for um, the true reveal in the final. There's nothing here. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Grin went under like a month after releasing that game. So uh, I don't think they were sequel baiting shit. Yeah. Uh, they did actually have a sequel bait. Yeah, the post credits that you had to decipher. It was like, oh, we're going to show code or something on the screen, and you yeah, need to figure it was out. Morris, I believe. It's either Morse or uh, a binary. I can't remember. Yeah, it was Morse, and then it translated into Russian. Then you're supposed to translate it back into English because it was a Russian agent who sent that to their English-speaking other agent. And then, then you uh, you translated it, turned to the giant burning sea for uh, Contra that they showed off dun, in that Konami dun, thing. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We were robbed. We should have gotten that Contra game made by Mercury Steam. Contra we, we fans, Contra fans, legit deserve it. Yeah. No, the, the, well, they already Castle, got a Rogue Corp. What else right? do you want? Uh, right, I want them to been stabbed. I want them to suffer as I did because uh, they, they already have not enough. They shit on hardcore <laughs> uprising. They deserve every horrible thing that can happen to their IP. Which You're is so why cruel. They already no. have to deal with that Rogue Corps and that new Operation Galaga shit that already yeah, also maybe, doesn't look that great. Maybe after that we'll be even, but I'm I'm skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers. They're just like, oh, look, okay. Contra's just been relatively, oh, this is anime Contra. It's gay. And I'm like, I hate you all so much. You are the worst fans in gaming. Do you know that? Do you know you suck the most? <laughs> give me a room full of Pikmin fans, Contra fans. Bob, give me another fan base that's just like, you would think you would want to be averse to them. Because the Pikmin fans are going to win. They're going to win over the Contra fans. It's not even going to be close. Because the Contra fans are going to be like, oh, I, I beat the original without the Konami code. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking great, sweetie. That's, oh, we all think you're so cool right now. <laughs> like, I literally can't. <laughs> there we go. This is the room. You ready for this? The three fan bases. Pikmin fans. Contra fans. People who only like Mega Man 2. <laughs> oh, that's the room. And I'm just going to be like, me and the uh, Pikmin fans are going to hang out because they're actually pretty cool and they have opinions on 2 and 3 and I think it's interesting to listen to them express them. <laughs> Unlike person who's like, Mega Man 2 is the only good one. <laughs> I hate those people so much. Anyway. Street Fighter's lucky and didn't get stuck in that curse, right? Oh, There's yeah. not a huge amount of the Street Fighter fan base that's like, two's the only good one, actually. <sighs> there mean, are some who they, think they, it's they, the best. Yeah, there's still that's still like regarded by some as the best fighting game ever made. Yeah, but it's as much smaller part of the larger fandom of Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Because Street Fighter did Street Fighter's lucky enough. enough to be huge enough to cause that. Right. If Capcom hadn't totally fumbled that 30th anniversary collection and anybody wanted to play that ever. Mm. we'd still we'd have like a much stronger third strike is the best one there's no exceptions crowd mm. but instead they decided to give that to digital extreme so it has like 10 frames of input lag and <sighs> isn't e isn't easy to play online and they apparently think that's just the good the good enough for a port forever yep they can't give it as the ps3 one 
they can't do it. The Iron Galaxy one that was made and was actually really good, impossible. See, here's the thing, though. I really, in in comparison, I really respect the Third Strike fans, and I even respect people who are like one of the alphas, like Alpha Two, uh-huh. because those aren't like one of the earliest entries in the franchise, <laughs> like Mega Man 2 is. Yeah, right. Like, like you Those can are look definitely at, where they had refined mechanics a lot. Right. You can look at the four other Mega Mans on NES, let alone all the other ones, and see <laughs> objective improvements that are incredible and remarkable, like when it comes to game feel and things. Mm-hmm. And also Rush. <laughs> Rush is important, and so is the chart shop, motherfucker. Except for five. Uh, fuck you. The chart shot is the correct size in five. That's important. Nobody wants the noodle chart shot. No, it looks cool. But, but they want they want to fight Pharaoh Man, though. And I can't blame them. I'm just right surprised you really didn't cool. say Dust Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised you're not like, everybody loves Dust Man. He's the coolest. Look, I know I'm the only one who loves <laughs> Dust Man. <laughs> You and what was it, the One Punch Man guy? Yeah, the guy who made him. The guy who made One Punch Man and Dust Man. <laughs> well, drew the manga from One Punch Man. He didn't. Right. Yeah, he didn't create One Punch Man. He's not one. Yeah, that is that is yeah that is the guy named One, who, you know, if you go actually read that dude's web comics, like he's a he's a great artist. As bizarre as it is to say. Oh, yeah, it's simplistic art, but it's really nice. It's very expressive. Like, he's really great right. at framing and framing and paneling. Also, we didn't bring it up because it wasn't. It ha- didn't have anything to do with the podcast. But Murata, yeah. the the artist for One Punch Man, made yeah. his own animation studio. Oh yeah, Yusuke Murata. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, cool stuff's happening out there. You just gotta ignore all the uncool shit. That's <laughs> happening, <laughs> kind of pressure the side. Yeah, you just gotta ignore it. Shine to shove Mappa under this rug. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't have anything else I want to say about Bionic Commando other than I was really disappointed. Um, I was also sad that that's the first thing on my media thread for 2024. That's okay. I'll, I'll get to stick some things I enjoy on that, like Moss. Right. As soon as we finish up watching all of uh, Twin Peaks, you can put that on there. You better believe it. I did the number one thing I was bummed about during the cold is I was like, I can't watch Twin Peaks. I'm going to watch that with Bob. I've been... I've been craving pancakes. Uh-huh. I don't know. It might have something to do with Twin Peaks. I'm not it sure. It might have something the same. So um, probably. Uh, so the, I I had this realization that I was like, well, I'll just go get them later in the week. And then it froze over. Uh-huh. And I didn't even have flour, so I couldn't make any. Yeah. So it sucked. Oh, I started, I started thinking through crazy things where I was like... <laughs> Well, I could make the pancakes with oat flour. <laughs> I did that this I week. Have oats around? <laughs> did you? I made uh, I made carrot cake pancakes with oat flour. Ooh, that sounds really good. That sounds really macro friendly. It was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I probably should have used. I they were kind of dense. That's the only like downfall I think the oat flour gives you. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm sure having a bunch of shaved carrot and it keeps them from puffing up as much. Right. You know what I did, though. You know what? They're really macro-friendly if you also use sugar-free syrup. Yeah, but what if you just go to IHOP and get the Cinestack? <laughs> uh, well, then, then your blood sugar spikes and you pass out driving on the way home and run into a telephone pole. <laughs> Every time? <laughs> wow. Uh, I actually made, like, high-protein oats because I ran out of the 
the quick make like instant oatmeal yeah. sort of packages. And normally I do the overnight oats with those. But since I had them anyways, I was like, well, I could just I could just make oats the normal way with this, I guess. Put two whole scoops of the protein powder. Jesus. I, I put like half a scoop of that in, in each one. Just like, no, nah, it's too much. I can't. No, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Are you using whey or casein? I, I'm neither. I'm using oh, that's some right. vegan one. You're using like, like one of the vegan ones. Yeah. Completely dairy free. Did you put pea in your, in your, in your oats? Is I, that... I believe it's soy based. Okay. So, so, so Bob, you would say you're soy. I Is guess that so. correct? Oh, well, I'm just based actually. Yeah. <laughs> casein basing. Anyways. Uh yeah no that was pretty good I stuck some PB two in it and some strawberries and stuff and I was like oh this is great the one thing I wish because the strawberries added that nice freshness to cut through the gooiness of the rest of the oatmeal the one thing I wished is that I had a texturally crisp thing because a lot of people stick nuts oh yeah yeah that makes sense firstly I don't even have any fucking nuts secondly though I don't really I don't I don't want nuts in my oats I don't know I don't get it doesn't make sense to me does this make sense to you. This, do, it, have you ever had the I've nuts not, on your? I've never tried it. But I have. I buy like the cereals that have nuts and stuff in them, like pecans and cashews and stuff. And those are pretty good after they soak a little while. Yeah, but that's different from oatmeal. There's something different about. I don't know that 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 great grain cereal is basically like yeah, it's oatmeal, but don't pre- pretend it's not. Okay. <laughs> mm, I don't know, but it does create a lot of like hard bits, which you know, not great for teeth. Are you trying to say my teeth aren't up to the task? <laughs> he is correct. Yeah, I, I worry about my own teeth. So that <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You got to get into strategic chewing, you know? Maybe not every tooth strong. You got to <laughs> figure out the physics. Uh, anyways, uh, drink lots of soda and never brush your teeth, audience. That's basically what I'm saying. Jesus. That's basically what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. We really got off the track from talking about video games. Right. But one last thing. Uh, I made an orange Julius's. That, Ooh, was, that was really good. That I could, Those are really good, but oh my God, it's been so cold the last few days. <laughs> yeah. I guess in here you can actually get it pretty warm. My, yeah. my apartment, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I turned I mean, the heater sh- on, which the heater is super old. It smells terrible. Which, I mean, t- you could just steal one of my incredibly rare parabolic space heaters <laughs> and then just stand directly in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know there's something insane about how much that directs the heat i w- it would be nice to have something like that for my hands while i'm editing but now oh, that yeah. i'm moved away from the door it should be it shouldn't be as bad yeah because I, I was have to take breaks in the middle of editing the, those longer podcasts like okay i gotta just let my fingers warm up oh yeah uh yeah i wish it's head articulated more because it actually has an upward angle to it mm-hmm and then there's no extending base. So I stuck it on, and I would love to show this, but since we edit out the background, I really want to show up. I stuck it on our cheapest TV tray. Okay. And it immediately started melting the exterior of it to warp and bubble up. <laughs> yeah, that I that one that's over there. Yeah, I've used that. That my that thing is so weak to that. I put a hot tray, like a not hot, a warm tray of food I got from somewhere and brought here. So definitely not hot, and okay. it was causing that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That makes sense. That makes sense that it's that bad because it happened fast. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was literally it was a, a cookout trip. So you know, it's not. No, it's not it's warm. Not We're not at 
the cookout. Like, I wish we were. I wish I was a minute from the cookout. That would be sick. But no, of course. Okay. That makes sense. I now feel less bad about warping it. Right. There was a funny moment where I pointed the parabolic space heater at underneath the sink where mm. the pipes were. And Tosha's like, yeah, I think we should move this jug of vinegar that's warping. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I should probably not melt all of our things in an effort to try to thaw the pipes. That is a very good point. So what I'm trying to say is I never learn. <laughs> I melted a TV stand and then did that. <laughs> um, anyways, let's move on. Let's move on. I think that's all I played, Bob. I played some things. What'd you play? I played a lot of that Grand Blue Relink demo. I also played the Grand Blue Relink demo. I got and to I, mess around with it for a while. And I, I did uh, some minor research to, about stuff about it. Okay. Because uh, I, I was like, I got to compare this to those trailers that came out seven, six years ago. Something like a that. A long time ago. Guys, this is the same game. <laughs> it's kind of scary. You can watch, they have a, like a walkthrough of uh, one of the main characters, Catalina, walking through the main town. You can just walk through that exact same town. It's almost identical. Like the puddles are all the same size and everything? Basically, yeah. Yeah, so there's like, no puddle gate. No. <laughs> I mean, if you think of it from the angle of, like, Games was making this in conjunction with, like, Platinum. Obviously, even when they got rid of Platinum, the design document would be the exact same. Like, they have no reason to change that town. Yeah, but when you hear about game development, the, the common refrain is that things are getting changed all the time on right. characters and other things all the way up until the end. So the fact it looks identical. Yeah, and a bunch of animations Catalina uses for attacks and stuff are still there. They have cooler flourishes and stuff for the final version. You can even see the, the enemy, like the gigantic rock golem you can fight, has a lot of the same attack animations still. And also, the director of the Bayonetta Origins games, like, yeah, the uh, director left Platinum to go to Osaka, uh, Sai Games Osaka, to finish this game. So yeah, they, I have to wonder how much talent lead happened there. <laughs> Could you imagine the Grand Blue thing? It's like the Nintendo thing. Yeah, that's what just, it feels like. Sai Games is working with people, and they're just bleeding off all their talent. That's so funny. Yeah, they're just like, wait a sec, what do you mean Sai Games Osaka? And yeah, Sai Games Osaka opened like a year before they started development on this. And is in the same city as Platinum Games, which is also a soccer. <laughs> I think That's they so might have funny. lost a lot more than just the director. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Holy shit. And it sounds like they were making their own engine, which would explain why this game looks and runs so nice. Right. Does it have ray tracing, though? <laughs> Does it? I don't know. Probably is, not. Is it shipping on PS4? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, okay. Has anyone put up footage of that version? I kind of want to see that. I don't know. I assume people have, but I have not looked at it at all. I need to go. I need to go find it. That's so good. That's so fucking funny. But yeah, I'm 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 impressed by how many playable characters this thing has. It, just the demo, it seems insane. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild. I think there's like twelve just in the demo. Yeah, and each one has their uh, their own like. Uh, mechanics as well as a full set of emotes that's unique to each character. Like you pick uh, uh, Charletta, the little girl with the gigantic uh, holy the sword. Yeah. And everyone has a special shit animation. Hers is just, she stands on a box and looks impressive. She like tries <laughs> yeah. to look tall. <laughs> yeah, I love that about her. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, 
yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Um, the the story uh, demo part of the demo like lets you go through like a little level and has a tiny bit of cutscenes and stuff. And it seems like most of the demo is just this uh, outdoor mode that's kind of Monster Hunter-esque where you go to this town and just uh, meet up with people and then go online to, or either go online or do it offline to do individual battles. Yeah, they said there was, I think they said that the story mode would be like 15 to 20 and then they would have lots of that content that you can play with your friends. That's kind of crazy. Because 15 and 20 is plenty, honestly, for a story mode. Yeah, but if you're going to have, you know, 45 playable characters, <laughs> you're going to want to go in and do the uh, multiplayer stuff with your friends. Yeah. I kind of feel like that we're starting to see the effects of Final Fantasy 14 on other games. Because Final Fantasy 14's boss fights in the multiplayer, like in the, the party-based stuff, is all like, yeah, we're putting down AoEs. You have to know not to stand in the AoEs. And stuff like that. And it's... And we're seeing like a lot of games right now come out with the same sort of mindset towards that. And I feel like you can see the DNA in there. I, I don't know. I feel like giving Final Fantasy XIV the credit for highlighting a part on the ground that's an AOE attack is kind of weird. Like I, that's when that's it's such so a, many though, and it's like patterns. That's a very XIV-y thing because I didn't see any game do that before then. I feel like it's been so many different. My thing is, I also think it's definitely happened even in a uh, sixth gen era games, but I can never remember them whenever this conversation comes up because Chris yeah, isn't not, even the I, first person to do this. Other people like, are I'm not doing crediting. This. I'm not crediting it, crediting 14 with inventing it. Mm. I am crediting them with repopularizing it. Because mm. yeah, even, could... even the visions of Mana trailer we saw has that exact same. Okay. And enemy's going to drop a bomb here. Here's the very clearly. I, I think that it's just important to have a clear signaling like that. And a lot of action game developers are realizing that. Yeah, uh, even Silent Hope does that. Mm -hmm. Like for bombs and boss attacks and things. Um, I'm trying to think of other games that have done it too. But yeah, that, that is becoming more and more common, which is great because uh, uh, fuck you and your realism. I don't want that. I want clear signaling for mechanics-based things. Yeah. There it is. Oh, I was adding a thing to news, so ah. I'm off doing that. That's why I haven't talked too much. Uh, hey, Agro, what were your thoughts on the demo? Uh, really, I've only done the um, story stuff so far. I need to get into all the extra shit and play the bazillion characters they added in the demo because this is quite a lineup. And I, I do, I remember when I, I did like one quest and I thought, oh, this is Monster Hunter, but I can swing more than once a minute. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Monster Hunter, but it plays like a regular video game. <laughs> mm, I'm not sure about this. Why would I want that? I, I like Monster Hunter. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Do you hear yourself? It, it, it is really interesting, like, how different the characters are, because you don't have a huge amount of things you can do. Like, this isn't like a... You're like, you're not Dante. No. You don't have a gigantic amount of moves, but characters have their own mechanics it's it's almost like you turned blaze blue into a, a 3d action game like characters have that level of unique mechanic that's cool shit yeah like like uh they, they even make special uh diagrams and stuff for in-game like say plays catalina she's got a bar she's always filling that's next to her like on the hud uh and you fill it up she has her uh stand come out and attack with her that's sick. yeah like 
um like narmea the uh the the draft girl who has the big katana like virgil she has a mode where her attacks are judgment cut for big groups of enemies or you can change her stance and she can attack one enemy at a time with a more powerful combo and or and you have i think lancelot is who i'm thinking of where it's like his attack moves him in a direction so you can like get behind enemies and never stop attacking them even when you have to dodge like his his tr his strong attack is also movement and dodge yeah that that's lancelot yeah and they they seem like the special abilities which are like where you hold r1 and then can equip five different moves on the face but sorry four different moves on the face buttons are each going to be pretty unique too like i saw some that are like oh this is a counter attack now and others where it's like you have a stinger or something where you actually get to aim an energy shot or like, you can oh. apply a status effect yes and like lancelot can freeze in a freeze an enemy and they just even the bosses in the in those missions it's like no you can't move for like five seconds So yeah, this is really cool. I'm so I'm so I'm so surprised this game's almost identical to what they showed five years six years ago. Like all of that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen that happen. Yeah, where a game gets pushed back after looking kind of done, mm -hmm. and then after so long, it comes out. It, it, so many environments and many animations are identical. Right, and they can even see all like. The same set of mechanics too like in the final version you hit again me enough some or and you'll get to do a combo attack with your your allies and like that's in the those trailers back then mm -hmm. uh chris did you have anything else you want to say about grand blue relinks demo not really it seems really neat i'm like curious about the story because i'm gonna be real I am never going to sit there and read Grand Blue Fantasy story in the visual novel format. That just that just ain't going to happen. And this, this I think, is it's like the first 50 chapters of that. I think they said they said something like that. Like, it's oh, a, really? I think it's I think it's like a direct one to one. Huh? Retelling of the of mirror. But and but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I made that up. I think I heard that, though. I I, I feel like it's something weird because I watched the whole anime, which I believe is the actual beginning. And this seems like it's significantly after that because he has new crew members, even in this demo, that did not join by the end of the anime. Um, Agro, did you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, I don't think so. We good to move on? Sure. Okay. What else did you play, Bob? Uh, I also played, um, let's see, I finished Octopass 2. How um, many paths were there? Eight. Plus one extra for the, the truth and advertising. Give it game of the year. <laughs> How do they do it? How do they do it? I played Journey to Foundation. Didn't go to Foundation. What? <laughs> you're like, I hope to God you're wrong. I, no, no, like I, I cannot spoil that book. Um. Can you not? Is the moratorium on spoilers for Foundation not up by now? <laughs> our, 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 our listenership's illiterate they don't it's fine aggro <laughs> then they don't deserve to understand the end of foundation <laughs> uh bob any comments on octopath traveler <laughs> uh the final act is like after you beat all the other acts pretend like it's going to be something much bigger than it is 
but I think it's fine for what it is. It's just that when you, when you get into it, you're like, sit down. This is going to be tough. You're going to be stuck in this for a while, and you're going to have to figure out what to do. And then I open up the map, and I'm like, yeah, there sure are these highlighted spots I should probably go to. <laughs> <laughs> so then you do that, and it's over in like a couple hours. And I'm like, okay, that was cool, but you, you didn't need to like get me thinking this is going to be another entire different thing. <laughs> where I need to figure out what to do through contact clues. <laughs> They're trying to trick you like Dragon Quest Eleven, where it's like you beat the game and they go, you didn't actually. There's 40 hours left. <sighs> yeah, every time somebody says that, I laugh so hard. Jesus. I was like, that's so great. Um, I did get one of the, the secret job classes, which is Conjurer, which let me basically cheese the final boss and get sure it was only half my characters leveled appropriately. <laughs> nice. I, I don't think I saw Conjurer. What's its deal? Um, it does a lot of different stat buffs, but the really important skill you get is uh, this uh, skill makes it so this character you use it with does cannot act for six turns, but it will revive and fully heal everyone else in the party. Oh yes, I did get that one. I just it's basically cleric plus, so I forgot. <laughs> right. Um, and that that was pretty great. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh no, my whole party is down. What do I do? Oh, if I make this one character like use all their octopass brave points or whatever. Uh, then I only have to delay three turns before they can act again, and everyone's back alive and full. <laughs> Did you grab the merchant's last uh, higher ability? Um, I don't remember what it was. There is, like, if you go to a... Uh, I'm trying to remember from months ago. If you go to a lot near the town with the library at night, you can hire, like, super assassins. Oh. Who do, like, shit tons of damage, and by the end of the game, you're just drowning in money, so you can just spam it during the final boss fight. I actually never used his hire thing. Oh, man, it's so good, especially, like, the... Uh, when you do the mercenaries, and they hit for, like, every weapon type in one move. Jesus. That that is really great because I was using um another one of the late game classes you get like it's weapon master or something and he has the skill that's like yeah I hit him with every single type of weapon mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun let me find out their weaknesses real quick oh yeah <laughs> it's like when you test someone for allergies but for damage types <laughs> yes okay I'm just gonna inject you with this and we'll see what fucks you up. Uh, I also played a little bit of the Prince of, or Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown demo. Did anyone else play it? No. Not any more of it. Uh, yeah, that game's sick. I don't really have much to say about it. Yeah, of course. Isn't yeah. it out, like, tomorrow? I think yes. it's out today. It's technically, like, tonight. Yeah. Yeah, no. I was yeah. going to go pre-order to GameStop and get a physical copy, but then it was frozen in the roads all week. <laughs> this is where I'd pre-order it. If there was something here, it's just an ice block. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like the Simpsons where the guy freezes himself in the in the ice cooler and Bob just like goes to the GameStop and there's a guy there frozen in a block of ice in the store. <laughs> Bob's like, glad that's not me. <laughs> he just turns around and leaves. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really torn on what to do with this game because I'm still I think I have a few more things I need to grind for game of the year. Just a few more. Yeah, I'm like, and this is so clearly absolutely my fucking jam right yeah i wish to let me play a boss fight because that's why i really want to know about because the, the combat felt pretty good against regular enemies mm -hmm. and the exploration feels good but it doesn't let you do a boss fight in this it does let you explore way more than i thought it would like, well you just gotta chunk you just gotta find the uh why do i always 
Shadow Complex. You gotta find the Shadow Complex exploit that just unlock the full game through the demo. I think the, the demo says that it's actually they rearrange stuff and it's not the full game. That's weird because its file size is the exact same as the full game. Weird. At least that's what I saw somewhere. Maybe it changed since. But I don't know. I was like, that's literally the whole game. <laughs> what the fuck, you guys? <laughs> but yeah, that, that game is really good feeling and cool. Yeah, that game literally is... I cried out to the gods for something and they delivered. Because, <laughs> like, you, you go listen to the Metro Dread spoiler cast. I just wish games were that. Mm -hmm. And the fact this went, okay. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> they were like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is incredible. Uh, it's even more incredible because the, the fucking PS5 and Xbox Series X versions are 120 frames per second 4K. And that's nuts. Yeah, which... I couldn't mess with the modes on the demo, so I think that huh. I think it's like locked to something. I didn't lock look 120, but it might be wrong. Really? Oh, uh, worth noting. Interesting. I'm not sure if you watch the Digital Foundry video where they talk about the tech in that game. Mm -hmm. It does not have temporal AA at all. You know why? Why is that? Because that would look fucking terrible in a side scroller. Like it looks fucking terrible in everything. Yeah, I was like, what, then how's that different from the regular experience? Because in a side scroller, the foreground would move in front of the camera and then everything would look fucking nightmarishly bad. Yeah. So they use simpler forms of simpler. Yeah. The you know, a screwdriver is so simple. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. You want that as seen on TV shit. Yeah. The one that's on Twitter with the with the note under it that's like, hey, this is actually from Dropship <laughs> and Terrible. Don't buy this. I, want, I don't want screwdriver. I want community notes as seen on TV tool. I want the TikTok product. It's incredible that every ad on Twitter is now that. Every one of them has a like a thing under like oh, community yeah. notes. Hey, this is broken. Don't buy this. This yeah. is not safe. Do what not a, buy this. What a good website. <laughs> what a good thing Elon's done with that website. Uh-huh. Drove away all the decent advertisers who were just like, hey, you want a cheeseburger? We're McDonald's. Go to McDonald's <laughs> and get a cheeseburger. And now it's just full of crypto. Some guy saying hi and a hyperlink to a website. <laughs> and then products that will kill you. <laughs> I keep seeing an app for Mr. Beast. I'm like, there's no way this is actually endorsed by him. Oh, yeah. No, I know the exact one you're talking about. I haven't run into it firsthand, but yeah, they they used AI and faked some sentences and cut his YouTube footage to make it look like he endorses a specific product. Jesus, y'all have it easy. I think I said Matt Gates too much, and now all I get are political ads for Republican candidates. <laughs> it's like, hey, can you vote in the state of Florida? And I keep like, I don't like this ad. And now it's like, hey, can you drive to Florida and convince someone you're legally allowed to vote in Florida? See, that's funny because on Twitch, I get nothing but, hey, guess what? It's legal to gamble on sports now using this app. Hey, Floridians. Yep. And I'm like, dude, not even relevant anymore. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for people who actually like sports because that feels like it's just going to completely hollow out sports over the next couple of years. Because every it's everywhere. Really? Yeah, like they talk about it on sports broadcasts all the time now, which feels uh like yeah. it's a conflict of yeah, some things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh. Huh. Anyways, there's some really cool stuff this year if you just ignore all the shitty things. Right. I also played Devil May Cry Peak of Combat because uh, it came out on mobile phones. <laughs>
Uh, give me one second, Bob. I'm yeah. just gonna come up here and uh, let's let's uh, devil may cry. Okay. Yeah. May cry. Peak of combat. Have fun, you two. Oh my God! Don't stick me in this for that long. Nope, you gotta do it the whole time. <laughs> so this is the same game I played in beta uh, a few months ago, and it's identical. Like the, nothing's been changed really. So it's still like. You have a little bit of story before it starts being like, hey, your characters aren't leveled up enough. Fix that. Like, you didn't give me anything to fix that with. You have a single linear plot progression and then immediately lock me off into, okay, um, I don't know, grind somehow. It's like, there's nothing to grind on even. There's the only thing close to content I can play to get stronger is four times a day. I can roll a slot machine and then that slot machine can make a battle scenario where I go fight some random enemies and they, that drop me cards and then I can level those cards up and equip them to characters to get stat buffs. It's like, this is a lot. I want to just see your weird story shoot. Cause the story's kind of funny because it's them using Devil May Cry locations that pre-exist, like literal maps from Devil May Cry three and four that should not fit together. Those are two different cities. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, and then with cutscenes, I would could it say, or like, imagine if you made a Double May Cry cutscene in, uh, God, what's the Valve video editor? Source filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, source filmmaker. Double May Cry cutscenes. Imagine that with a bunch of guys who aren't even trying to sound like Double May Cry characters, and just like, yeah, you got a guy who could who could talk. That's Dante. <laughs> like Dante Hicks or. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. No, not Dante Hicks. <laughs> and not AI either. This is just some random guy, probably in Korea, who speaks English. <laughs> I'm good for him. Uh, likes okay. Yes. So the story is somewhat enjoyable. Is Nevin's attacking a uh, a church that looks identical to the church from Devil May Cry 4, but is not that church. This is in, in the main city of Devil May Cry 3. Uh, just down the street from Dante's office. Yeah. What a weird game. But truly bizarre. I got a version of uh, Lady from the Draws that I did, uh, where she's in a like goth outfit. It has more explosive attacks and has acid rain. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Goth lady? <laughs> to Apple, buckle your servers. <laughs> They're going to start getting plowed by people. Uh, hey, Bob. Hey, what's up? I appreciate that the NVIDIA background removal tool uh, left my mic floating in space over here with hey, no one. Yeah, lets them know the depth of the, the situation. Like, <laughs> really gets it. Nothing really underscores my absence from the podcast, like leaving a mic floating there doing nothing, I guess. <laughs> the mic is for that guy who's behind you. It's a little low, though. <laughs> <laughs> Any words you like to say? Sir, sir, your thoughts? Your thoughts, sir? He's not saying anything. He's just making the weird kissy face. <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. Did you play anything else? I played Momodora Moonlit Pharrell. Did anyone else play? I also play? played this one. Mm -hmm. I ate the whole thing in one sitting. Jesus. Uh, I would have, but I got, like, just in the last game, I got near the end, and then I was like, I have no idea what you want to do. 
Like I literally am just completely stuck. Like I've gone to every every time you find something that could have a seeker on the map that has a leaves a question mark there. And of course, like it's a Metroidvania map, so it shows you like doors and exits every room. I've cleared out everything on the map. I've found every like I have are you, no. Are holes you looking left. for the dusts? Yes. There is one hole you missed. It is over there in the fairy spring. You missed one hole. Probably that makes sense. God, I got lost in the exact same one. I'm just like, hey, where the fuck do I go? Steam guides. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to avoid doing that because I just well, like, no, I need to know what this is like. Uh, so, yeah, I probably put another hour onto my game time of just like, man, where is this? I need to open these uh, moon mist doors. <laughs> I need to get my Fago. <laughs> You know, uh, we got someone in chat asking, how many giant boob giantesses were there? Uh, funny story. Uh, Chris tweeted an image, and I thought that was a profile picture. You know, sometimes right. you have yeah, dialogue in a game, and then you frame the key art of the character in the lower right. It was only after a moment of staring, I realized the character we're yeah. playing as is this big, uh -huh. and shoulders up on that character is like this big, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's about as many as there usually are, so like four to five. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 dev knows what people like, knows what come they come I, to I him think, for. I, I think they know what they like. It, yes, and after after the non-starter non-success that was their last game, I bet that they were like, no, I gotta really like hammer down on what what sold last time. <laughs> need to focus on my core values and then it just looks over to a fucking billboard that says core values to it yes <laughs> uh but that game's really neat you get these uh they call them sigils they're like cards you find in the, in the environment that work a lot like hollow knight buttons that word is ruined for me <laughs> momodora what was the name uh moonlit farewell yes okay continue uh and they let you do modifiers like in like they do in Hollow Knight. So I got a lot that were like modifiers around the bow and arrow you have, which is just your hit up and attack, like you show an axe or something in a Castlevania. Castlevania. But here you just have a bow and arrow and you can enhance this, all these things. So I have it. So mine now does extra damage on the first shot you do. Mm -hmm. uh, it explodes with magical energy. And then there's other ones where you can be like it shoots at super speeds or if it uh, um, has fire effects. And if I get more sigil slots, I can I, I can equip more of them at once. Yeah, there's there's one sigil which I use to break the back into the game, mm. where it's just uh, when you heal yourself, you get an invincible barrier that soaks one hit. Yeah, and the like reason that's really this. good is the reason that's really good is uh, you take a lot of damage when you take a hit in this game. Yeah, so soaking. On a boss fight, at least, soaking a hit whenever you heal effectively doubles your life, like doubles your total amount of life. Because a hit take uh, heals, heal, heals heal you for 40%, no matter what. Mm. And that's about how much you take from a boss if you get tagged during a boss fight. So, <laughs> so it's just like, well, I don't have to care. <sighs> If I get hit, because every time I heal, I will get this barrier. And I also stacked like some MP regeneration. So I basically never run out of heals. And that's how I trivialized like the last four bosses. 
I mean, it feels like this game in general is way easier than the last one. Because I remember the last one being like, yeah, they're, they're taking some inspiration from Dark Souls. I die pretty easily. Whereas this one, I'm like, I die if I mess up, if I'm not thinking. Yeah, I died like two or three times. Not that many times. Yeah, usually the boss give me once. I did think it was but... uh, uh, very, very, very minor, minor spoilers for this Metroidvania that barely has dialogue. Although this does have more dialogue than any of their other games. Yeah. Um maybe to its detriment when you get mm -hmm. to the end um <laughs> uh, bloodborne land from the last game was just another country and you fixed it the world was not did not end that makes sense that's kind of how that that felt within that universe i should have i should have <laughs> sorry everyone i did not play the dragon quest theme sooner <laughs> It also has a run button, which I think is really neat. Like, not many, not many Metroidvanias have just you're running. I think like Castlevania, Circle of the Moon, in Saturn version of Symphony of Night are like, yeah, you run. Running school. I don't know why more of them don't. Yeah, I guess I knew Prince Persia has one. Oh, okay. Because you can like slide and then start running from that in Metroid, uh, the newest which I did. Mm. You could say that Super Metroid had one, but you it could sucked. say that. Um, you could say that all you wanted, and it would technically be true, which I suppose is the best way to be correct. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting over here, Chad. I'm sitting over here, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. I needed to look at the list of games that we need to stream in order to find out what tomorrow's stream is." Oh yeah, and then I remembered it, Bob. Yeah. I remembered. Remember me. You can't forget. Anyway. It's okay. She wears denim. That means that the game's good, right? Does she wear denim? I believe she's got denim pants. She's got jeans. I, I literally can't remember anything other than her hair and the box art has the butt shot. And right. Like, and we're brave, actually. <laughs> yes, please I'm show me Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I am so unbelievably excited for you to play Remember Me just, just so I can keep saying in chat, people compared this to God Hand when it came out. People compared this to God Hand when it came out. Why? No, they did. It was oh, really right. weird. I think, I think you can assign, you can assign yeah. combos, and that's all that makes a video game a thing. Right. God. That's... It's like if God Hand combat was made into the Arkham games but then dumbed down like so extremely you couldn't even tell. It's like these three layers of, what are you talking about? No, you're stupid. <laughs> Weird. I, I turned the search filter on. I wish, I wish I was kidding. I wish this was a fucking joke. I'm saving this and putting it on the fucking stream just because how bad this is. <laughs> so all I searched was, remember me game. Okay. Okay. And then set the uh, image size to large. Okay, that's all I did because I wanted to get a good picture of the box art. That, okay. was, that was the idea. The idea was, hey, I really need a good picture of this box art. A lot of people don't know the game, remember me. Can, can we do that? Uh, sure, we'll just name this rememberme.png. Why wouldn't I want that to be the case? Anyway, so I do that and um, I don't know how it's showing up for other people on Google. But uh, for me, it's just nothing but shots of her ass. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, they put it on the cover of the game. What like, else? Like, what yeah, in that position? It's just... <laughs> I was genuinely surprised there may be two pictures at all 
that weren't that based on me just searching the name remember me <laughs> and filtering for large picture are you gonna are you gonna put uh the 9-11 chalkboard from the movie remember me someone's way out <laughs> yeah that's our viewer pick <laughs> jesus no way our viewer pick should be robert Pattinson looking out the window <laughs> It's good. Don't want people to forget. <laughs> never forget. I mean, clearly they'll never forget. It feels like everyone forgot Remember Me. Yeah. The game, not the movie, because anytime I type Remember Me, the movie comes up immediately. Anyway. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Mormodor? Not, not really. Well. The game's really good, though. People should play it if they like Metroidvanias. It does still have screen-tearing issues, and I've kind of just been like, oh, it's made on Unity and it's 2D, so it's never going to get fixed. I'll just play it like this. Yippee. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of just my thoughts on that. Just like, uh. um, You know, technically, that other game from uh, the Ladybug de developer finally comes out of PlayStation this year. Yes, that's coming out this month. So that makes it eligible for Game of the Year. I'll play it again. Wait, what new Team Ladybug game? It's, it's not new. It's, it's the one that took forever and shipped on every other platform. It's uh, Toho, yeah, Toho Luna Nights. Nights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to PlayStation. Oh, that's, that shit's that's finally insane. hitting. Yeah, it yeah. took six years. God, that can't be right. One it was like five or came six. Out. It was insane. It's six. Sick. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. still the best one. And I haven't played it yet because I was like, well, obviously this will come to PlayStation. They want sales. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> Do you think they have a custom engine for lighting the Remember Me main character's butt? <laughs> Because honestly, that's the only thing they had to do is to alter, to alter the Unreal code. Or, that's or all is it could... just like baked in lighting? Did they pre-render them? <laughs> Anyways, There's... I wonder why all the pictures are of her butt. That's so much of 7th gen is just the butt being centered in the camera. Like, I remember even Bioware's like, yeah, we took some of those shots out in Mass Effect. And I was like, I can't fucking tell where. <laughs> like, there's still, like, it's still every single shot is like character waist down in the foreground the character they're talking to in the background in yeah. the background like that's almost every single bit of framing in the mass effect games i guess they made it slightly less egregious on one character yeah if i remember correctly the thing about remember me is that the camera and reminder i haven't played it in 11 years the camera actually is just framed to include the butt in a weird way to begin with. Yeah, I can't remember because I whenever That's I think about it, at all just, of those pictures anyway. Right, I can't remember walking around in that game. I don't there's the a combat. lot of walk and talk. There's, oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. I just it's fully bl blocked out my brain. Because you didn't it's, remember? <laughs> it's literally the gray matter of Seven's Gen. Like, yeah, you walked around. It's like, yeah, all I so all that really comes to mind is those action sequences that are like really bad Batman combat. <laughs> really, you don't remember the detective mode where you have to reconstruct the scene? That. Okay. You didn't remember remembering? <laughs> I hate that game so much. <laughs> Please be excited for tomorrow's stream. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited to play Toho Luna Nights and uh, Mobidora here and I decide which of them is my game of the year Metroidvania. <laughs> yeah, when Prince of Persia is also coming out. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I wish that Toho was not coming out right now. I wish it came out last year or any other time. It's just like, there's so yeah. many games. Yeah. Like Mobidora and, and Prince of Persia it is within this week and then next week or so we're getting grand blue 
It's all coming. Yeah. It won't we, stop. If we, if it is another year like last year when it comes from gangbuster games, we might actually have to start doing best in genre. Yeah. Like for the genres, it makes sense to do for us. Right. Like for us, like a like best not gonna be, would be cool. We're not going to be like best strategy game. It's like we didn't play any of these, but we will rate them based on the trailers. We will rate them based on the trailers. In vibes. Stormgate wins again. It has, it has the, the what was that guy? He's uh he's the MCU actor in because remember they got that yeah, actor Sima Lu Sima Lu yeah I can't Lu. remember what Marvel film he was in Sima Lee Sima he's Lee Shang Chi he's Shang Chi yeah, there you go that was like he, he's the the can nobody likes in the Barbie movie oh yeah including oh, seemingly yeah. the people who worked on the Barbie movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, now I'm just th- now I'm just thinking about that time I was at a party and somebody tried to play Shang Chi on the TV and everyone was like, "Dude, anything else? No it, one, it ain't no happening, one cares. man." It was it was actually pretty funny. I, it was I still pretty have, funny that everyone at that party was like, "I don't give a shit. Put anything else." Man, on. I, I'm curious. I'm still curious about that, but now I'm more interested in watching the Marvels. Because of Blue Frazier? Is that it? Just because of Blue Frazier? Of course it is! And the blue is coming! (laughs) Honestly, like, the moment I checked out of all MCU shit forever is when somebody posted me a clip of the Miss Marvel TV show, the Disney Plus show. Uh They're like, Miss Marvel, you're a mutant. And then they played a sting of the 90s X-Men thing, and I'm like, you fucking hacks. It's over. (laughs) Goodbye. That that, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Fucking Kevin Feige, drive this shit into the ground because you're an insane person who wants everything you've ever worked on to beat. You want to be the god king of the X Men. I'm sorry. What moment? So I sang the the the, the Frasier theme a second ago. Uh huh. Now I've known this person has been watching our stuff for a bit. I don't know how long, but I didn't notice because then it's funny. What a, what a gr- we have in chat right now tossed salad scrambled eggs. Yeah, of course. What do you mean, of course? <laughs> and you're just going to sing the random theme song of a different sitcom from the 90s and be like, oh, yeah, of course we have the... the, the Did this other theme song... Did this we, other sitcom involve Blue Frasier? <laughs> I think... Is there, an, is there an episode of Frasier where he blows and blues himself like the guy from Arrested Development? Does that happen? Does anyone know? Frasier's peak dad that's why yeah no I also like Watamote that's the same shit you ever want to watch some self-important intellectual destroy themselves in front of other people I'd rather watch Columbo do it to them (laughs) I mean me too obviously that's the power scale right it's Columbo Watamote and then at the bottom (laughs) Frasier God, Columbo busting Watamote. <laughs> Jesus. She would kill someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even, no Absolutely. doubt. It wouldn't even make sense. <laughs> she would think it made sense in the moment, and everyone would be like, what the fuck did you do that? <laughs> I thought it would get a guy to talk to me. <laughs> anyway, we really got off track. Uh, Chris, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Mobador? Moonlit Farewell. Farewell. There we go. Not it's, it's pretty neat. Uh, gets a little bit hinty creates there at the end, <laughs> but like, like seventy percent of the least wordy Inti creates game. Like we're still talking about like a sixteenth of an Inti create. 
Yeah. But I did think, wow, this is like a really long dialogue scene explaining everything about the game to me because there was like no dialogue up to this point. There, there's been a lot of dialogue throughout the game, which is kind of like, man, we probably didn't need this much. The one thing they did take from Souls games in the last one was being more of like just thematic and running into people once in a while and they say a few things, but they, it didn't, didn't feel like it had to overexplain itself, which sounds like this one just does that. <laughs> I'm sorry. In chat, we have Spiff saying, thank you for being a friend lurking and waiting for Dan to start talking about Golden Girls. Okay. And then someone else says, need to change my handle to everybody knows your name. No, if you're going to reference a Cheers intro line, you have to take it from the full version of the song and it must be transphobic so we can ban you. <laughs> mm. I can literally cannot think about that theme song now without going, oh yeah. Because <laughs> that's you ever, not you ever, that's you not the normal how, version of that. How weird TV used to be. Like Cheers had like four different spinoffs and one of them was Frasier, which became massively popular. And then, and then you just look at, and then... You look at Cheers to Fraser, and it's like, well, we wanted to do a show with Fraser, so we just had him get divorced off screen. Yeah, yeah. No, that's smart. We like, you'd never to... do that now. You'd never do that now. Aside from, and we've already done this on this exact podcast, they did just do that just now. <laughs> However, aside from that with Fraser, <laughs> the same trick twice, right? I'm trying to think. I feel like, I feel like the reason they wouldn't now is because... If they did that for a Marvel show, people would just be pissed. They're about to do it for a Marvel movie, is the rumors that they were like, we'll just bring it back anyway. God. And I feel like that'll be enough to upset everyone <laughs> into not going. I mean, like Doctor Strange upset people with uh, what happened between uh, the TV show for Wanda and then her showing up in that in that second strange movie was that continuity breaking or like, i remember did, people were super upset because apparently there was some sort of emotional climax at the end right, of that, that some sort of catharsis and change with the character that thing that storytelling ostensibly is about where <laughs> they just and they kind of went mm. yeah and then eh. they just kind of undid it all meh but I haven't watched Wanda, so I, WandaVision, so I don't know. Zaikaze is pointing out uh, they, they did that in video games. It's called Halo Infinite. They sure did. They sure did. They went, uh, whatever. We're not going to deal with that. That already <laughs> happened. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Uh, Bob, did you play anything else? No, that's everything I played. Hey, Agro, what you been playing? Uh, I wrapped up Resident Evil 4. Cool. Remake. Do you feel remade? Uh, I mean, that's how I was able to play it in the first place. So yes, <laughs> I, I continue my new existence as a completely reborn being. <laughs> Did you expect the Naruto run near the end? Are we talking about Krauser? No, uh, when Leon S. Kennedy runs straight up a, like a steel beam to stab the final boss. Does he call it that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he call it that? <laughs> Does he Naruto run? I don't remember. <laughs> he did this earlier this year. I swear it's even in the force feedback video. Maybe it's on Big Safe, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Leave me alone. <laughs> the only thing I remember about that moment is him dropping one of the coldest, dumbest one-liners possible before stabbing him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so allow me to be the last person on the planet to tell you that Resident Evil 4 is a really cool video game. <laughs> There you go. This was just like Bob and I were the last people to play Undertale Blind, right? 
Although I will say, uh, it, it was a, it was an odd experience. Like I know, and people have told me my whole life that Resident Evil Four is really not that scary. I just couldn't get past the opening mm-hmm. because the opening was laser focused on shit that freaks me out because I live in a place that's just like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm going through the bulk of the game, going, "Oh yeah, this really ratchets down," and it's it's kind of fine. And then I hit the regenerator section. <laughs> yes, that is the actual like. Oh no, this is a horror game section. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm like, man, even if I had like muscled through back in the day, this would have stopped me. <laughs> so that's the funny thing in the original. I feel like it doesn't hit the same vibe of ah, uh, you escaped the horror. Go back in. You forgot something. <laughs> like i feel like in the original version of four you don't have that exact flow like you do in the remake and i was like no man come on i'm sorry i didn't notice it can you bring it to me and then and then no, they give you sorry. the optional mission that's go back in again <laughs> like come on I, I had a rather interesting experience with the regenerators because i had just wasted all of my goddamn ammo on the xenomorph and didn't kill it so had to run away from it Mm. so when i got to the regenerator section it's like oh things are very spooky i'm like okay this is probably something you know then i it's like you can't kill them their organs move around i'm like okay you told me this time that's cool i'll run from it and so i did and I was trying to run out of the section, and there were two of them in the hallway next to each other, and I couldn't get around them. Uh-huh. So I thought, okay, the game told me I can't kill them because their organs move around. But this game's been pretty good about letting me pull bullshit as long as I can actually do it. So your boy has a fully upgraded W870 shotgun and just <laughs> unloaded 20 shells into these things. And I, let me tell you, I eventually hit that organ. <laughs> yeah! I did not think that would work. I dropped them both. No biosensor, just malice. Good. What a good video game. It's a really good video game. Yeah. Like, like w- once you figure out how to fucking play it, because it didn't i I remember even back in the day it played like nothing else i'd ever put my hands on once you figure out how you're supposed to fight shit it's really really fun and it has these things where like they're levels and you there's an area and you go through it one time and there's a bunch of shit that happens specifically designed for that area that takes advantage of the environment design and the enemies available and it's unique and special and really cool because it was designed by people to be an experience you play through and not just the same fucking camp stamped onto an open world 50 fucking times. Yep, yep. I think we're seeing enough scale problems in that end of the industry and other problems where we're actually going to end up getting the whole industry to move back towards the Alan Wake, the Resident Evil 4. The scripted linear experience. That sure seems like what at least one of these Microsoft games they announced is explicitly going to be. And man, I'm winning so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. I hope Resident Evil 4 Remake gets a PS5 Pro update. I think that would be nice. Because even on PC, you got to hack it to get DLSS. Mm. Uh, Which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Because it has a few problems that come from the fact you've hacked it in and that it doesn't belong there originally that have to do with like mild menu projecting onto the background issues, which isn't normal with normal DLSS. That's normal with frame generation because frame generation sucks. 
at least we can already turn on the super hair. So right. whenever and PS5 super comes hair should hair. hopefully run better enough, <laughs> right? To lock sixty. I think in normal raster performance, though, it's the PS5 Pro is only about forty or sixty percent stronger. You know, it's really the temporal AA stuff and uh, ray trace acceleration that kicks it. Like that is radically more powerful. Which you know, if you <clears throat> offset that by using the the D, the temporal AA hardware, mm-hmm. hopefully save some performance there, and then, but you know, who knows? We'll have to see. A million different questions like that about the PS5 Pro, and I keep going. It is fine. Just wait for Digital Foundry to cover, and then I I keep realizing, you know, they're not going to cover any of the games you care about, right? Like, oh, right, yeah, that's how that's been going. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. It's okay. They'll just put out another video on Plague Del Rick. We haven't how that runs on the PS5 Pro. I bet they will. Probably. I bet they That's will. That's one of the games that, that, that's super important. Uh, I know because they keep making videos on it. You know, part part of me <laughs> part of me would just be like, I get Richard in an interview, and I'm like, Rich, why do you do so many videos on Plague Tale Requiem? And he'll just go, I really love rats. And then I'd go, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do understand I the appeal. I do understand, like the how does how does this giant tidal wave of individually rendered rats work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, the fact like, is that rather, Plague Tale Requiem rather... is in the top percentile of games about rats. <laughs> God damn it, I Joey! Certain, <laughs> I would certainly like to see more Plague Tale Requiem coverage than Immortals of Avium. Yeah, yeah, but it was the fact that there was both of them. It felt like we got so much concentration on these two games, and it's like, all right. I don't know. Unreal 5, though. It's super important. <laughs> and so, like, this wasn't just a dunk on Digital Foundry. It's just their interests lie elsewhere from me. Mm-hmm. So I do just constantly go, I'm going to have to fucking buy one just to know. <laughs> Have fun, canary. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> tired of being the goddamn canary. Akira, did you have anything else to say about Resident Evil 4 Remake? Uh, in addition to finally getting to play like a really sick ass, cool fucking video game, um, Chris, listeners at home, I need you to understand. I have not had a conversation with these two fuckers for the last 19 years in which somebody didn't make a reference to Resident Evil 4. For 19 years, I've had to just shit and listen to every random asshole from some video game be compared to somebody named Sadler that I had no idea anything about. Random moments where someone would just say Las Plagas and I'd go, sure, yep, that's a thing you said. You can't can't be upset. You've been quoting... Master Commander right. for 19 years. No, Which... okay. See, no, you're, you're you're confused. Let me let me clear this up because I understand this gets a little complicated. When I do it, it's uh-huh. fine the, the, because the most... I am the center of the moral universe. The most fucked up part is Sadler is so much different in the remake than in the original. That's true. In the original, he's all "Give me your wishbone," and I feel like that doesn't quite come across like that strongly. Like he, 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 He's like a goofy cartoon villain in the original Resident Evil 4. He's a fucking Looney Tune. Like, um, he oh yeah, calls no. you on mm-hmm. the phone and does panter with you. 
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, there was, I, 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 I was playing through the game and I'm like, oh, there's that thing. And I'm, I've heard references to this and like, uh, I don't, I never got chased by a boulder. I feel like, I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> Although I, I saw for some reason it stuck in my brain for years. I was doing, I was fighting the little midget guy in pantaloons, uh-huh. uh, Ramon. When he turned into like a horrible monster, uh, Salazar. Yeah, Salazar. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. Um, for some reason, like it crawled out of the back of my brain. Throw a golden egg at him. <laughs> <laughs> no idea when I read that or saw it. How yeah. many years ago it was? I feel like the Twitter video may have hit your feed. When that came out last year, maybe that just got buried and you're like, wait a second. This is like you, you throw the egg <laughs> into the flames. No, the thing I know I saw in a video last year was how to skip the, uh, the fight in the gallery where they like somebody comes out of a hallway, pulls a lever and drops the walkway you're on. Mm-hmm. You can just huck a grenade or yeah. pop a couple mine throwers at it. It's really good. It's really uh, good. There's a few places in that game where you can just get an angle on the next part of the level and just throw explosives and preempt the whole fight. Yeah, Salazar was actually who I was thinking of. I'm terrible with names. When I said it like a Looney Tune. Yeah. Because uh, there is a line in the original where he's just like, I sent my right hand after you. And he's like, your right hand comes off. <laughs> <laughs> What a also, good video game! <laughs> wow, like like knife fighting Krauser, you you don't have to do that when you have a lot of shotgun rounds. No, <laughs> that's not true strength. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a fully upgraded W eight seventy, and it solves all my problems. <laughs> it's it's funny because in the original, you can kill him so fast with the knife because obviously it has a much less fleshed out knife combat system. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just walk up to him like, I'm just going to cut you like eight times and that's it. I mean, that fight with him in this is really good. You have so many options on that weird, like, stone pedestal you fight oh, him yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that final uh-huh. fight with him. Like, the first fight with him is in the original isn't even a fight. It's just a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it was neat to see that turned into a fight. Man, Resident Evil 4 is good. I'm going to have to touch on that again before we finish our Game of the Year deliberations for sure. Yeah, I need to bring back Star Wars and double check where that sits on my list. Meanwhile, I got to play the other Star Wars game and check where that sits on my list. Mm -hmm. Because it's funny, you know, I went on almost a sabbatical away from uh, VR games over the last month or so as I did a bunch of other things. (laughs) And (laughs) now it's time to waste money again. (laughs) No, well, (laughs) no, sadly, I I bought that a while ago. It was still on sale. It's only today that I opened the box and went, there's a turd in this. Um... But no, I was going to say the opposite of like, I came back and I played those other VR games and I'm like, oh no, they deserve their slots on my list. God damn. <laughs> I was expecting to touch those and be like, man, I was, that was a lot of hype early on with this as a medium that really, no, Pistol Whip's a really fucking good game. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, I did sink 37 hours into you and there's a reason, right? Uh, anyway. You play anything else, Agra? Uh, not of note. Okay. Hey, Chris, did you play anything? Uh, yeah, I played several things. Let's Ooh. talk about them. Uh, I started Octopath Traveler 2. I was like, well, I should check out Octopath Traveler 2 so I, you know, I at least know 
what people are talking about when they discuss it. Then eight hours vanished. <laughs> yup. Yeah. Uh, I have only experienced four characters so far, being Casty, uh, Hikaru, Particio, and I forget what the idol's name is. Agnia. Yeah. Agnia. Nobody, nobody told me. I'm a little upset that nobody told me Casty's a bloodborne nurse. Like, there's some real bloodborne energy to her that I feel like nobody brought up at any point. Because, you can't see it looking at her picture. Oh, okay. but you start her story, and you like, you like, she's like, yeah, I'm an apothecary that deals with this this evil illness that turns things into horrible monsters. Also, I carry an axe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she is like a plague doctor in a way. So, uh, so she's really cool. Hikaru sucks in combat. He fucking rips ass. He tears through things like paper, but his story is so. I love how generic it is. It's really it's, good. It, it's like the but it's, it's, it's like the it's grounding like, point for that game. <laughs> it's like okay, okay, you 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 are the you are the half blood prince of the evil. We conquer everything kingdom. Uh, you're you're like the one non asshole in this evil empire. I wonder how this story's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really? You got betrayed by your brother and chased off? Oh man, I didn't see that coming. And then, Particio's like a capitalist who doesn't know what capitalism is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like if you're a merchant, you you don't get to make, say your your goal is to eradicate poverty. And yet, <laughs> that's a, I, all the stories ex except for Casty, which is fine. Casty's a little generic, but whatever. Particio and Hikaru are both like so stock that it just makes me laugh. Mm. And that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about all these. Like we have eight main characters, mm -hmm. like Live a Live. Um, Saga Frontier, presumably Octopath One, but I didn't play that one. I, if anything, I kind of wish they leaned into the insane live a live slash Saga Frontier element more. Where like, no, these are these characters are all from different genres, which yeah. they do a little bit because party because you do you do go like one one county up from Casties origin and you're like you're in cowboy land now <laughs> yeah I and then you go enjoy... down to from there and it's like you're in you're in desert japan <laughs> i enjoy the the it all feels like one big world like that makes me feel better about it than i ever did playing live a live like it feels unified and that helps it for me cohesive yes sometimes you don't want cohesive though sometimes you want real goofy yeah. Combat's really fun. I really like the uh the, the power up system. Uh it kind of reminds me of Sea of Stars, but the comp battles move much, much faster, so I, I enjoy it more on that angle. For some reason I didn't ex it also bizarrely reminds me of Radiata stories. Like it's structured exactly the same the world is. Huh. Where wow. it's like you have you have these districts that surround the towns you can go to 
And it even kind of reminds me of that because you had to run around and recruit tons of people in that. But in, in that, obviously, that was one of those things. It's like, we have 400 playable characters. And I'm like, why? <laughs> because it's really cool to have 400 playable characters. Right. Was that not, was that not clear? <laughs> but I do enjoy that the entire structure of this game seems to be, okay, go get everyone. Now just become strong enough to do the next thing and go to it. And then become strong enough to do the next thing and go to it. And I go, are you, are you asking me to just get strong? Is that, is that yeah. what you're asking me to do? Yeah, sometimes. I can do that. And, and that's why eight hours disappeared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those levels start ramping up pretty quickly eventually. It's like, yeah. Yeah, get, yeah, the, it, get the level 40. I'm like, do what? <laughs> I, I did get the sensation that it was a little bit like like a really old RPG in that sense, where it's like, like, all you'd have to do to make this structurally identical to, like, an old-ass Dragon Quest is pull the markers off the map. Oof, that'd be scary. Just be like, no, wander around until you find it. You'll, you'll, you'll be strong enough when you find it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm enjoying that. Uh, I might try to chug that before <sighs> lists. Good luck, I don't man. Know. That, it took me a hundred hours. <laughs> in in some ways, I'm built different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, there are worse ways to die. Do it. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, th things I'm, you know, maybe it's good that these VR games keep sucking because it is really hard to chug them when the controllers keep dying. Uh huh. Because they only have like eight hours of battery life, ten hours of battery life. Right. And it's not like I can buy spares. Like, you can buy a spare dual sense. You can't buy spare sense. That controller. seems crazy. Yeah, no, I still don't know how that isn't a thing. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe through the PlayStation Store, I could say, I broke mine. Can I pay you and get a new one? But that's like nuts. I don't know. Anyways, so I'm glad they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I played one other thing we haven't already discussed. Uh, I was like, well, I, I still have like two months of Game Pass before that, uh, the 47 promotions that stacked on top of the, the three months I bought for Starfield run out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very sustainable system. Um, Remnant 2 came out this year. I should at least look at that and see what it is. What Remnant is 2 is bizarre. Yeah, it was a thing like, I saw a bunch of people care about for about one week there. What what's the deal with it? All I kind all I knew was like, okay, it's kind of gun dark souls. Huh. And it is, but it 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 starts trying to like its opening tries to trick you into thinking it is the last of us. Weird. Okay. Because you walk through like a very last of us-y destroyed neighborhood. The, the first monsters you fight are like plant themed things that come from evil roots. Um, you, you just you have like a, a normal ass rifle and pistol. You don't mm. have any abilities or anything. Then you go to the town like you, you finish the opening segment and go to the town. The hub that's like in an old like dock industrial dock. And I'm just walking around like, okay, so is this just like a really low, like low fantasy type of thing that just kind of has Dark Souls mechanic? Then I see a, I see a satyr just standing there in like a cloak. 
And he's like, hey, I, I sell crystals. And I'm like, what? And then I go do, go see the next story cutscene, and the guy talking to me is like, yeah, I'm like 700 years old. <laughs> All right. And I go, well, how? And he goes, I don't have time to explain that to you. I don't have time to explain why I don't have time. And, to anyway, co anyway, come to me. Come to me. Come to the, this vault so I can show you this giant crystal that connects to other dimensions. Okay. What? So not only is it... Not only is it gun Dark Souls, it is Borderlands Dark Souls roguelike. Okay, because I always heard it kind of like roguelike first, so I didn't expect this much story even. Right. I have no idea if it's if it's a situ if it isn't a situation where I'm just going to like not see story again for like ten hours. Uh huh. But, but the it is not it is procedurally generated in that it generates the areas when you start a new game, like it decides on them. Wow, that's like Diablo used to be. Yeah. So it's so it's not like it. It like resets when you die, but you mm -hmm. can you can uh, you can sure tell that they're uh, not designed areas. This was just so an just, ancient civilization that loved 90 degree turns and very yes. homogenous <laughs> you, go, you, go, you go to like a bizarre extra dimensional fairy castle is the first area. Like okay. it teleports it, it like they waste no time in teleporting you to the weird fairy castle where everybody's wearing like mat like porcelain masks. And then you shoot them in the head with a normal rifle. <laughs> I mean that that seems ideal, yeah. I have a really quick question because this I feel like this hasn't been touched on at all so far. Is this game good? <laughs> it's for somebody. I don't think it's for me. Okay. Okay. Because like it's just a little bit too like mm, I don't know. Like it doesn't it, by Dark Souls combat. I mean like you have a roll and a stamina bar that determines how many times you can roll. Okay. But but I'm not sure how well it meshes with gunplay. Cause I do feel like it's like, well, the guy just doesn't stagger when I shoot him in the head and he runs up and I have to roll away and continue shooting him. It doesn't feel super great. It also mm -hmm. like also the procedural generation element just makes it kind of hard to have Dark Souls the area design, which I actually think is really important to those types of games. Yeah, that kind of is like one of the like foundational points for Dark Souls. Like, yeah, it's got these explorable environments interconnect well. Right, where you have strong vistas and flow that feels well, good. And I it, think that's it, like part of me playing Star Wars Jedi Survivor mm -hmm. is realizing how much, even in Demon's Souls, that's a hugely important part to the feel of traveling through it. Right. And when it becomes just some fucking city. <laughs> Like, even though Star Wars is a really cool aesthetic, like, really fucking cool, I realized... Oh, was, mm. Yeah, the Open City is the worst part of that game. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, good! I'm glad that's what they the fucking opening two hours were. <laughs> I'm Not just, like, in terms of the vistas and the aesthetic, but also just, like... Flow. Souls yeah. games are so designed in how the level design flows into enemy encounters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where it'll be like, they'll just... The, It'll be like, uh, yeah, we don't have a monster closet, but we have just this guy standing in a corner staring at the wall until you show up, and then mm -hmm. he'll wait 30 seconds and run and stab you in the back while you're fighting this other thing. Right, yeah, and that's the thing. That feels cool, and like one of the things in my head that really stood out, I was, oh, I realized this is this disparity between like real souls and Star Wars. Mm -hmm. In Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, um, 
you remember those infamous i think it's i don't even remember i don't remember the name of any planet but it's not the wookie one anyways okay. and it's the deserty one with the strong pillars and stuff i don't like that sound. windows i am doing a podcast don't be like hey just so you know nothing happened fucking making windows ass window sounds ruining my podcast anyway so there are these stairs and you run up the stairs this way and it does a ramp and then at 180 and you run up the stairs the other way and they put a bunch of dudes all over this <laughs> and then they put archers at the top of it and uh then you go into the next area and that's like one of the most mentally infuriating things because if you don't successfully make it all the way up that <laughs> and clear it with a decent amount of health it's like well time to go to the bottom of these stairs refresh the encounter and do it all again Meanwhile, in Dark Demon Souls, that would be like a spiral staircase that felt epic and cool, but was the same idea and same flow, kind of. But at the very least, I didn't have an archer or two staring at me from the top and just throwing stupid bullshit I, on me. I might play like one. I only I played like two hours of Remnant. I might play one more hour just so I don't feel bad about getting filtered so hard by this mini game they make you do. You get to a room. There's like an evil jester guy. He won't talk. He has like a chessboard in front of him. And he, and you sit down and it's like, okay, we're going to play tic-tac-toe, except the pieces already exist on the board and can only slide to adjacent positions. So imagine you have three pieces, he has three pieces on a three-by-three three board, and you have to slide them around to block each other and try and get three in a row. Huh. And you're I holding these ice this... cream cones and you need to move these cars to park them. <laughs> I failed at this minigame like 18 times in a row. And every time you fail, you get cursed. Thankfully, curse only stacks up to five times, leaving you with half your maximum health. Jesus. Oh. But I'm like, I, I was just like, okay, I'll move here. Oh, I didn't notice that if you slide this this way, it's over. Okay, I blocked him here. Oh, I didn't notice that was a trap. <laughs> and now I can't do anything but move into a position where I lose. And <laughs> I was getting mad. But yeah, it feels bad to just sit down at a chessboard against a dude who doesn't, doesn't talk and get rinsed 18 times in a row. For next year, for Game of the Year, we should have a worst minigame. Oh, absolutely. I'm realizing because if, you described change show, two shows up. <laughs> that would be no, so that's good. Not, the king no, that has returned. Yes. That would involve platinum shipping a game, which I'm not sure is ever going to happen again. If it happens again, it will be because of Nintendo. Yes, that is that is my belief. Uh, I would like to note the reason why I thought of this. Okay, is because you describing this mini game. Agro knows what I'm talking about. It reminded me of the Seventh Saga drinking mini game. Or sorry, the seventh guest drinking mini game, mm -hmm. where I was like, "Yeah, I, I just kept re-rolling it over and over, and uh, someone somewhere knows why I won it that, and I don't." <laughs> and someone like, isn't me. Agro said the same thing basically, where it's just like, "I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how that made sense in anyone's head." I, to describe it for people who have no idea, you get to select how many, how much of a drink you have, either one, two, or three. And you need to make sure they take the last sip mm -hmm. so they die. But they also get to choose one, two, or three. I don't know why there was a winning solution. Uh. It's, it's, it's basically, it's a classic math problem. And I'm like, I don't remember the solution to this. And I just brute forced it. But see, that's the thing. I'm usually really good at math. So I have no fucking idea how the mechanics work here. Because I'm like, yeah, if I choose a small number, they'll choose a big. And then if I choose a big, they'll choose a small. You just need to be really good at counting cards, Dan. 
important for this. Honestly, there was a part of my life where I was like, maybe I should just invest points into becoming Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Anyway. That's we, so we, as we both... your PTSD is triggering my PTSD. That's making me go, why don't we have a category for this? <laughs> God, because most of the time there aren't, they aren't that bad. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every time there's a mini game, there's a, like 50% chance it'll be terrible. I feel like at least once a year or at least every year we get three or four really bad mini games. And if we just keep track of it, I, I am. I'm really, you know, something I can say very positive about FromSoft games. I don't feel like they ever put a mini game in. I can't think no. of one FromSoft mini game yeah. ever. Yeah. They're like, no, we know. We know that that won't go well. There, there's no mini games in the doomed world. Right. <laughs> Like when if they do a mini game, it's going to be something like the arena in Armored Core. It's just like, well, it uses the same gameplay, but it's a different gameplay mode. Spiff's theorizing like a dragon is going to have some annoying mini games. So there we go. Probably. That's mm, in, I've mm, seen him on a on a bike. That could be bad or really fun. I don't know. I've I I've actually it. never. There's never outside of the chase battles. Right. I was like, I could have sworn there was something like a chase Which, battle that got really from upset. the from, from the PS3 ones. <laughs> which they 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 man they put a long time before they gave up on those chase battles um the mini games are usually fine like all the ones in in yakuza 7 were good and i actually think their baseball and golf mini games are like stunningly solid a lot of the times it feels like oh uh, yeah we just put like a slightly less mechanically dense version of a sega arcade game in here we just suck that in yeah, it's not uh, like it's a, it's not like it's a Sonic game where they'll just put anything that's even half done in. They uh, don't they don't do them in the in the more recent ones. Like it hasn't been in since the PS4 on, but the PS3 ones they have full fucking golf games. You you keep like, saying that, that that's a broad Sonic game thing. I think that's only Frontiers that did that because I kept thinking of Forces and then all the 2D ones, and I'm like they don't do that. I yeah, think that's no, it just is just Frontiers. It's Frontiers, and then that the, they're that they were aping something from Adventure where you did a, a uh, the exact same kind of puzzles things where with uh the pinball the pinball machine. Yeah, it worked better. Yeah, that worked better yeah that that pinball game in frontiers was not good (laughs) it was really not good i did see people who were like i'm surprised this wasn't this thing from the frontiers dlc update wasn't in game of the year's consideration coolest thing in a game and i'm like yeah everyone who played that said that that was really frustrating and unenjoyable so i never even booted the dlc (laughs) right that thing i should have put the thing from that in the in i i legitimately forgot because how frustrating it was to get to the cool thing. Right. Overpowered nope. the cool thing. And that's also the thing. The cool no thing. one's talking about the cool thing. They're all talking about how horrible it is. So I didn't even know the cool thing was there because I didn't boot it. Also, the cool thing was a little bit, uh, was maybe the jankiest thing in that entire game by Country Mile. <laughs> how? <laughs> that game's already had almost completely broken boss fights that were just well, remember the final cool. boss? Yeah, remember, you remember the final boss? Uh-huh. Uh, make the final broken. boss, like, twice as janky. Oh, <laughs> Bob, Bob, don't oh. Bob, don't lean back too much or else uh, background elimination eliminates your shirt. So it just looks like aggro is ripping your rib cage. Out. <laughs> 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 but yeah, worst, uh, worst mini game. We got to get on top of that. We do. But that, but that's all I played. Oh, okay. Rebirth has a lot of mini games. I bet some of them are going to be bad. Hey, that's true. Between like a dragon and rebirth, we got to have at least two, right? Right. All right. One each, maybe. Maybe. 
before we get to uh, the world-famous segment that is coming up, I would like to know, uh, Game of the Year Part 2 and 3 came out this week. Be sure to go listen to those. Those Doing those yeah. podcasts is really, really hard because the length of them and how much research there is for them. Yeah, no, that... But I, re- I I think that that one that released on Monday might be the longest of the whole segment. That was like over two and a half hours after edit. Before yeah. edit, that was thing was almost three hours. Yeah, I think it was just barely over three. Yeah, it was like three oh seven or two fifty nine. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. These are these are huge chunky podcasts. Um, and the, the part three only came out yesterday, right? Uh huh. That's crazy. Yeah, I finished that edit on Monday, I think. Uh, and then you know got it all scheduled to come out. On time, luckily, the frost did not mess up my internet connection. Because uh-huh. <laughs> if it did, it would have been like, sorry, guys, I don't, uh, I'm frozen in my house and the shining's happening over here. Toast is like holding a bat. Get away. I'm like, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> Darling, <laughs> love of my life. <laughs> We're just doing the shining because we got frozen into the house. That's all. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, no, let's see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So your, your part on Monday is two hours and 32 minutes. My part on uh, Wednesday was uh, two hours, 34 minutes. So wow. I actually wow. won by two minutes. Incredible. God, we need to, we need to find a way to do these faster. <laughs> I don't think the essence of these things can go I, uh... faster. I've seen other, the funny thing is we actually come off as really efficient compared to other people who've done similar content in the past. Yes. Which I'll, but I'll, a lot of them I assume don't edit it as much. I, I will just be upfront about this. Obviously our inspiration for Gigaboot's Game of the Year is the Giant Bomb Game of the Year from many, many years ago. <laughs> when that meant when something. When they used to do that and I, anyone on there I gave a shit about the opinions of. You can't take this as an offensive thing to the people who are currently there because I literally don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Dan Reichert's still there. I know Jeff Grubb's still there. Fuck you, Jeff Grubb. <laughs> yeah, I know he's still there just because I saw him tweeting about uh, making Jeff Grubb do something. <laughs> Jeff Grubb phrased it that way? No, he's... Dan Reichert. Oh, okay. So you say, you're saying you know Dan Reichert's still there yes. because he tweeted. Okay, okay. All right. Anyway, I really love doing those. We've heard a lot of people who are very passionate about us doing the Game of the Year stuff, which is great because it's hard as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to hear a bunch of people be like, oh, these are awesome. Thank you for actually doing this because nobody does this sort of thing anymore. That means a lot to me because this is, exi- you know, that thing of like they say make art for yourself, right? <laughs> the, the, the Game of the Year is that. I want that from other places. I want right. the, that level of cracked out categories. You know, no one else is doing rat of the year. No. Also, uh, if something's on a list, just like Chris was saying, we probably forgot. There's a lot of things that I mean, came out throughout the entire year and we forget. And it's like, yeah, especially I, this year. Like, yeah, good this Lord, year was we got cracked like, out. This year. And I saw people in chat being like, oh man, I wish this trailer on there. It's like, all those trailers, I'm the only one to put anything in it's there. It's true. I, I felt I, so bad. I, but I was like, he I, put like, literally every single trailer that was nominated. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I like scraped through all those and like, there, there's probably a hundred things I missed because I don't. I, right? I, I, I barely commit tra- trailers to memory anymore. I go, am I going to buy that game? Probably yes, and then all marketing for it vanishes from my mind forever. Right, yeah, and I'm the same way too. That's just how it is nowadays. So like the Seven Rebirth trailer, if you asked me to describe any one scene in it without me re-watching the trailer, I right. would have been like, uh, there's Cloud on a Segway. That's also, uh, I'd be like, uh, Cloud's on a Segway, Skyrim no. horse chocobo. 
And if you told, if you asked me, what did you think of the trailer? I'd be like, oh, it was awesome. It told me everything I needed to know about that game. It was cut <laughs> really well. It had a bunch of stuff in it. Like it had, it gave you a sense of the scale. It gave you a sense of the mini games. Then I rewatched it. I'm like, oh, here is specifically what was in all of those. Like I derived the meaning, but don't retain the exact substance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something I was going to say. I don't remember before. Oh, what I was telling someone in the live chat and possibly the comments, I believe it was in the live chat. Sometimes we won't bring a nomination because we know it won't stand toe to toe with the things that are already there. And it just, you know, that's not always the case. It definitely is sometimes, you know, sometimes we're not going to bring a weaker candidate for like a scrimblow or a weaker candidate for something else because it is so like you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't even vote for it. Right. And then other times you weirdly do the exact opposite because it's a game no one cares about or it's important to you to nominate it even. Right. You want to be mm-hmm. able to talk about that game for even a second. Right. Sometimes that's the way you fall on that. Then that's really a thing. Um, but yeah, doing game of the years is like insanely hard. Like for for almost two months straight, we have to sit there and be like, we got to cram. We got to get this organized. We got to sit there and actually figure out. And then we pause our other podcasts. Yeah. Um, and then like this week is the first week in um, over a month. I've been like, screw it. I've, I'm done with back catalog. I'm actually going to play something new. I want to play. And I'm starting to see the light. Right. I'm almost at the end of my own tunnel for this exact thing. Uh, and then once we fully successfully escape that, we have, we literally have to go back to Niceville. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we can start streaming as often as I want to, which we got to do for a very small bit at the beginning there before uh, a certain, a certain, a certain handsome fellow gave us all a disease. Yes. Because he knew he was going to lose at some Wii Sports. <laughs> he decided he would infect us all. I'm on to you, Joe. I know exactly. I know your kid wasn't sick. You went and found some sick kid. And then you said, breathe on me. You no, know, he just got the vial and just threw it down. <laughs> yes. That's that, why he didn't get sick. He was fine. We just didn't hear the shatter as he <laughs> threw the pathogen onto the ground. That's uh, handsome Joe now voiced by Wesker. <laughs> He's like, he's covered his hands in the pathogen. And then he's like, the holding the Wiimote. He's like, here, it's your turn. Like, he knows. He knows. Anyway. I really hope you're enjoying Game of the Year. I'm really glad all the people who have been. Um, It means a lot. Because it's hard as hell. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. uh, Pop Lord. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Fuck. They're coming. Yes, that's right. It's the Podlords. Podlords such as B and 12, Ely Broyles, bountiful blessings to you all. <laughs> Stop blessing us year round. <laughs> it never what is ends. this? <laughs> At a certain point, it starts losing the meaning and it starts being like abracadabra, my brother. <laughs> bountiful blessings. Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro. 
Rado. What are one shades of? I dropped around $367 on the Kickstarter, so I'm worse <gasps> off than Dan was. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> WTF, Spider-Man. Mr. I like spam. There's a new Monogatari anime season. That means now is the perfect time to either watch or rewatch Absolute Kino. I did start watching it, and it's funny how much it's one of the. Oh, everybody's been ripping this guy off for 15 years. Uh huh. Yep, I'm sorry, yep. 19 years. Yep, yep. And a lot of the aesthetics are just that director's style that he's been using even longer. Uh huh. DFW3K. Muckbine. Shiny Mew. Kristen, an abstract, modern kind of juice of frost. Kyle Bjork, Pow World in three days! Oh it, god, it's so close. It can't be stopped. Um, Bob. It's only, it's only early access, it doesn't count for real. I didn't, I didn't oh. tell you this. I didn't tell you this, Bob. Yeah. Handsome Joe texts me, he's like, so you getting in? <laughs> I did think, like, they did put out those emails like, hey, we're looking for creators, like, Maybe I should help them to get on this. Yo, one moment. I love Pokemon. I mean, pals. I love pals and friendos. God, I can't believe Joe. It's so, it's so funny. I laughed so hard when he sent me that text. Cooper Tank. Check out my pecs, little man. <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens to him in the next 12 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, even even Jinkari could have done it, I feel. Yeah? I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, she is done asking. Play Pikmin 4. I did! I played it! <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> Indigo Sykes. You'll die alone and unloved, but at least you won that Splatfest once. Congratulations, Team White Ink, on your Splatfest win. Damn. <sighs> yeah, that's harsh. The White Ink looks like semen. That's the. <laughs> that's why no one likes Team White Ink. No, it looks <laughs> like Reishi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been over this. Bountiful <laughs> blessings to Splatoon. I'm glad that's not canonically what Reishi looks like at any point in that show, <laughs> other than that one movie. <laughs> They had a vision. <laughs> Evil Lucario. A raccoon that needs to game. <laughs> He's so good. Look at him. He's very relaxed. Man, this song's so good. It, It's so good, it just, you might even relapse. <laughs> Don't do that though. That's uh, it's never good. Up there. <laughs> Discord's like, hello, can I be a pod lord? And I'm like, no, what do you, what? <laughs> Shinji16 and Nakaji would like to remind you that you matter, you are valid, and you deserve to be happy. They killed my wife, Tails. They killed her in a weird clue crossover event. Curse you, wizards of the coast! What? <laughs> what? 
You know, I didn't even know that Magic the Gathering had a story until like six months ago when everybody you... I know started complaining about it. What, really? No, you didn't I... know? No. I also played I the card game for years and dude, was like, what do you mean there's a story? You, you, okay, I don't know how you, you fucking play during Tempest or Exodus and you don't read the quotes at the bottom of the card and look at the scenery and be like, holy shit, there's like a story here. What's up with that? I just thought they were developing an aesthetic, like the general lore, not like, oh yeah, there's actually something happening. You're like, no, well, Bob, what are you talking about? Obviously, Magic the Gathering takes place in the living lands, just like about. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Now, is there a regular war or an ever war? Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the Superman. 35th President of the United States of America, Gene fucking Caria! Why? <laughs> what's, what's the matter? Like, it, it, it is escaped containment. This isn't even a joke at this point. He's just... Hey, this guy's Shinkari, you know? <laughs> Why? Just, just... Ichigo, Ichigo, you have to stop the Jokai crest. Go to the Dallas Book Repository immediately. Sarlene. <laughs> oh Timothy Fister. Bearded Joe. Cleo Crow. I was just now clacking up for Marilyn Monroe, but it's actually the no it's mommy Yoshi? No, oh my it's, god, it's, no. It's, it's mommy powers oh, one. It's mommy powers, Gia. Guys, we're idiots. I just got it. It's JFK. Jin fucking, fucking Oh my god. Oh, come on. Come on. Good one, Podlord. <laughs> oh. Fucking Steve. <sighs> Damn it! to Joe, Pleo Chrome, Krungle Spum. After Dan's Pikmin 4 segment last big thing, this image is more relevant than ever to clarify the Ochi versus Moss dynamic. <laughs> kind baby, evil baby. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that rebel, cynical, evil. <laughs> <laughs> Saber, but the shitty hockey team. <laughs> oh, that's fucking good. This is really good. I'm sure glad I live in the part of the country where the wind chill could get negative 45 degrees. Oh. Mm. Oh. Ouch. Watch Daihime's ultra ultra kill VOD saw Chris throw down the first of many donations towards a cause with a lot of buzz behind it. Don't Look, worry about it, VOD. Don't. Sometimes you just have to immediately raise the difficulty level by giving money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all uh, got any of those rebirth demos that you can release, Square? Please, I, I need a fix until February 29th. Wait till it gets delayed. Yeah, I was like, was, was no. there even an announcement of a demo? Because sometimes they do that, but I feel like there was. They haven't announced one yet. Yeah. I don't think they didn't. They, they didn't do one for the original, so I feel like you're probably out of luck. Right. Mm. Ah, or they just released the Golden releases. Saucer. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those demos they put out today of the game. Maybe. What? Why haven't you just bought it? You get the original for free if you buy it. I forgot Digitally. about that deal. Better yeah, things. It's, it's, Oh. Yeah, it's That's there it. until it's out, and then it's no longer there. Hmm. 
Better things are possible. Billions must try. <sighs> Mash Kyrie light. All right. Out of bleach gags, so I'm just gonna have you read Yu-Gi-Oh card names. Majestic Red Dragon. Man, it sure be cool if that fucking thing did anything. <laughs> and baby chocobo in a dragon costume oh my fucking god oh so my cute. god this is this is rude you're trying to 14 pill me right now <laughs> with this image that is so not okay podlord tosh tosh look at this baby chocobo in a dragon outfit Thank you very much to our Podlords! <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you Podlords! Lords. And if you'd like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended or cut content from other shows when indeed such content exists to be given to you. You also fund a show once a month, either a patron-exclusive show, where we watch a good thing you vote on and then discuss it, or a public show where we watch a horrible thing and then talk about it, but patrons do get an exclusive commentary track for that horrible thing, including many such horrible things such as X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Golden Compass, Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog, and even things that maybe aren't so horrible like Good Burger 2. That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. And if you don't have any money, it always helps us immensely to tell your friends, rate us, I mean, rate us with a D on Thursdays before Twitch removes that feature. Rate us with a T on your podcasting of a choice or like and leave a comment on this video on youtube if you listen that way right now that's patreon.com slash gb podcast and if you go over there you can actually get access to voting on this month's blessed blonde temple up which of course is jackie, jackie January. please be excited you get to choose what jackie chan movie we're going to watch and review that's patreon.com slash gb podcast i heard we got news but do we want to talk about it? Uh, uh, <laughs> Wait, is it optional? Has, <laughs> has it always been optional? Uh, no. <laughs> Can I see it? <laughs> uh, we got news. I remembered something from Endless Monday, which was like one of the coldest things I could imagine an artist saying. <laughs> which is the main character talking to Tiger Chan. It's like, I only made you. Is a celebration for the year of the tiger. Like, <laughs> yeah, that no, was really good. No, don't don't say that. That's horrible. That's horrible. That's like the artistic version of telling your child they were an accident. Right? No, it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Inktober, dumbass. <laughs> You're dead to me. You're a fucking idiot. No one likes you. <laughs> you owe me fifty dollars, I'll kill you. Anyway, um, I'm going to struggle to look at something that isn't the Xbox thing, but is something I want to talk about. Nope. <laughs> False. I got some regular game announcements. Sure, and news let's that are go. Not bad. Hey, Bob, what's the news? Eddie Gordo's coming to Tekken 8. Eddie Gordo. Whee! Wow. He's the first character of the season pass. He's going to be out in uh, spring. We don't have an exact date And yet. that's when Agra will spring for his copy. Of Tekken 8. Uh, and the, 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 there will be four characters told in this past, so there's going to be one in each actual season, like spring, summer, fall, winter. 
Mm-hmm. So it'll come out throughout the year. Uh, which, you know, it does feel like we are moving to fewer characters in these season passes in general, which kind of sucks because the prices of these season passes are still expensive. Like, I think this thing is 30 bucks or so. 30 bucks for four characters. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. We're almost at Blaze Blue pricing. Right. We're almost at $8 per character. <laughs> Uh, but it's cool. I'm I'm excited to play Zaddy Gordo eventually. <laughs> what um, about you, Agro? Are you excited to eventually play Zaddy Gordo? Woo! Oh, that's great news. Bob, do you have any other Ed news in gaming? Yes. Ed, just Ed, not Eddie, hmm. is coming to Street Fighter 6. He comes out February uh, 6th. No, wait. It's just February. Just in February. Yeah, we don't know the exact day yet. I was, I'm really happy. I, I His design looks a lot better. I hated how they turned like the shitty punk kid in the street fighter five story mode into bite into being the size of bison. I even yeah. if technically they have a reason you shouldn't have had that reason. Yeah, no, that was an excuse. He's way more like what I was hoping for the first time here for sure. Yeah. I, I just love, I just love the idea of the rock Howard that instead of being Terry and geese is, uh, bison and balrog that's so much funnier to me yeah because it's like main villain and side character villain it's like my two gay dads <laughs> points back at bison and right balrog oh yeah they did this through a cutscene trailer so we didn't really we just saw a scene from the like the world tour mode not actually any gameplay yet which is the same thing they did for aki so this that, is not unprecedented that's kind of crazy though because it's next month yeah, yeah, he's really close, which is cool because they also, they kept being like, oh yeah, Akuma's coming. And it's like, but what about Ed? We, you already announced he's coming before Akuma. What about Ed? <laughs> so there have been three different times they've mentioned Akuma's on the way in between them actually talking about Ed. So it's nice to be like, yeah, he's, he's real. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> they, they know Akuma's hype right. for a lot of people. And if they announce Akuma, they kind of focus on Akuma and we keep underscoring Akuma or Goki. Uh, then maybe people will just buy the pass based on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the idea. It's pretty funny though. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So that's exciting. I'm, I'm. I enjoyed playing him in four or in five even, but his design was really weird in that one because a lot of people's were in that one. Mm-hmm. And here they, this design looks way better. And I'm hoping they keep some of the weird, like they. The thing with him is they. He was like Street Fighter simple control, modern controls. Like, it's a character last time where he had just direction-based moves and stuff. Mm. So I'm really curious to see what they do in a game where now we have, like, two distinct play styles. Like, what do they give him for his moveset? If it's still going to be simplistic or they're going to try and, like, make it more complicated. Some dude's going to go insane and be like, no, I chose the normal controls. What's happening? Ah." (laughs) They're losing their fucking mind. Uh, Other things. Top Spin 2K25 was announced. Cool. This is the first game in Top Spin since 2011. Yeah, I feel like four. That that makes sense because I I saw Top Spin 2K25 and I'm like, there's no way they made one of those in the last dozen years, right? Like, you can't just come back and be like, yep, another yearly release, and it's like, no, right? <laughs> um, how sick does it look? It, we we didn't actually see it, right? Basically. God damn it! Yeah, this is basically like it's oh. almost a CG announcement trailer. It, it might have been in-game graphics, but it wasn't any actual gameplay. It was like, oh, look at this tennis court, and these guys about to hit the ball. 
like did it did it look better than that vr game bob yeah oh shocking it looks any better than that vr game i could see this being in game yeah it doesn't look cg yeah but it doesn't you know yeah, it just doesn't show, show you anything normal it, gameplay graphics it right. just has cool replay graphics mm-hmm. i'm losing my mind though bob did you notice at the end of the trailer they reversed the footage of the court because they didn't have enough Oh my God, they do. What? Yeah, every person in the stands completely reverses. The, why did they do it twice? They did it. Tw- I guess they're like, oh, but this entirely needs to be longer. How do we extend it? Wow. Anyways, uh, that's cool. Um, all uh, right. Yeah, I was also surprised because it's been so long. Apparently, 2K has always published this, this series. I had no idea. Um, the developers have changed a lot throughout the development of. The, like the first three games were made by two two different studios to shut down in around mm-hmm. 2006. Yeah. Uh and then three or sorry, four was made by 2K Check which then merged into Hangar 13 in 2017 and now Hangar 13 made Mafia 3 and the remake of Mafia yeah. and now they're making this. So I guess there's still some people left over hopefully <laughs> from Hangar from when they were che- 2K Check. Over right. a decade ago. How bizarre. Yeah, that's that's weird. Huh. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. It's a 2K game, so I'm not going to be excited at all because I'm sure that it's going to just have modification stuff and it makes it basically unplayable. Oh, so it's going to be $70. Yeah. Because if I recall, they were one of the first publishers as well who were just like, no, that's the standard. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, they Which just weird. as fast as they could because they've... They need to make. They want to make the money up front and also have the gambling games inside yes. of them. Man, the government really needs to stop them. <laughs> I was. You, this would be a perfect transition to. Hey, is there something else the government should stop? But even though, like, that's obviously about a different bit of news, it should also apply to your last news story. So let's do that anyways. Hey, Bob, is there something else the government should stop? <laughs> Wait, the only other news I have is about the the Until Dawn movie. Did I stutter? <laughs> PlayStation Productions making movies. That is absolutely... The government needs to take action. <laughs> the government needs to step in and stop them from making a movie on Until Dawn, the entire point of which was being a video game that's like the old horror movies. Yeah, it's uh-huh. fucking Ouroboros over here. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the thinking. Like, okay, we're going to make a movie... And we're uh-huh. going to depress the sales of it by tying it to a video game. <laughs> like, that's... No! <laughs> it's, it doesn't even have, like, unique... A unique world or anything that you can There's, bring to it. It's just right. generic it's horror tropes. It's not a unique the world. There's no unique twist. It's The twist was it looked like a movie and you played it on a controller. Right. Yeah, like, what is... Man... <laughs> like I, I feel like some like whoever takes over Sony PlayStation uh-huh. needs to like perform a mutiny on the rest of Sony and shut shut like every single other one of their divisions down. You know, it's really funny because this year might be the most exciting for power struggles in video games in forever, just because Switch 2 is launching. Xbox actually had a good showing. Uh-huh. And Sony's lineup is question marks. <laughs> We were talking it'd be, about it'd this. It'd be really funny, like unbelievably funny, if Sony has to lean really hard into bringing forward old shit and comes out with a great lineup just because of that. So, like, you like, mean like we like ported a bunch of stuff from? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah co- old collections, or maybe they make their back compat not dog shit. Uh huh. 
Well, we were talking about before this uh, recording how we're already seeing and it makes sense that people are like, oh my God, the Switch 2 is going to be like basically a PS4, but portable. I'm going to be able to play that quality game, but portable. And it's casting the Switch spell again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, they really just get to do the same trick every seven and a half years forever. Yeah, I saw some some large personality on Twitter being like, oh man, it can only do PS4 graphics and literally thousands of retweets of like, oh my God, it could do PS4 graphics. Like, whoa, wait, what? Like, There's no way. Oh no, it can... It can you can only have a portable that runs Resident Evil 4 remake. You can oh, only it. have a portable that runs Street Fighter 6. You can only have a portable that runs Final Fantasy 7 remake. I mean, that shit is going to be able to run Visions of Mana. I will be surprised if Visions of Mana does not ship on the Switch 2 within a timely there's, manner. Yeah, That's there's nuts. no way it doesn't. That yeah. and the uh and the the Tenkaichi revival will are both are the two things that the Game Awards were was like. It's weird that there was no Switch confirmed. It must be Switch Two. Yeah. Uh, so I just love that they get to do that trick forever, and <sighs> so Sony and Microsoft need to be scared forever. Oh yeah. No, they they. I, it's hard to imagine Nintendo not still being dominant force going forward. Uh, I think there's a slight possibility they could become more dominant because. The thing about last time is that we moved on to the PS4. Like, you can get some PS4 games on your Switch, but they are really banged up. Mm -hmm. And those games had to already be performant on the PS4 in order to get that 30 frames per second, 20 frames per second Switch port. Um, we didn't move on necessarily from the PS4 era. A lot of games made now still can run on a PS4. Right. Like, it's only the really, really high-end stuff that can't. And one might be able to make the argument pretty reasonably that the more important technology of the PS5 is the loading technology. Mm -hmm. And that if the Switch does that, then they'll be fine. Uh, Alan Wake 2 on the Switch, baby! Yeah! <laughs> Just imagine, that, you get that. to carry his face around with you! <laughs> That one seems a little bit less likely. Although I don't know. I, I, I feel like saying it's a portable PS4 is so reductive of what it's actually going to be. I, I mean, feel like it's going to have be have so many advantages in other ways. That'll oh, be yeah, insane. no, it's just to be clear. Like I was just discussing what the tweet was and what the conversation was around. It is, if I recall correctly, the core specs are stronger than a PS4 in portable mode. Which is kind of fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, no, that's going to be really compelling. And it's, it's an exciting year for games just from that perspective. What is Sony's lineup? What is Nintendo's launch lineup? How strong is the Switch 2? Very, very exciting. And also Xbox had a good show, but we don't get to talk about that yet. We have to talk about this. We're going to talk about the fact Rockstar is suing Remedy Entertainment over a trademark violation because both companies made their logo a giant R with some designs on it. Only one of them is just the letter R with a star on it. The other one has a lot of interesting effects done to the R and then says remedy underneath. Uh-huh. Or does it, depending on the version of it. That is absolutely ridiculous. But we got an update from a remedy entertainment rep, if you hadn't heard. Uh, they said, there's nothing to see here. This was a discussion between our teams that was resolved entirely and amicably late last year. Huh. So people only found out about this recently. 
They say it's already done. The legal filing was simply an initial formality and Remedy and Take-Two continue to work together in partnership. Because for people who don't remember, Take-Two, okay, is engaged with them for the Max Payne remix. Yes. Yeah, I, I assume that's the only reason this happened at all is because it's like, well, we're working on the same thing. We Maybe we have to... It's, I wonder if there'll be like some weirdly different Remedy logo on that Max Payne remake. Like it'll just be slightly different. It's so strange. It's so bizarre. Uh, Bob, I have a question though. Yeah, what's up? I know this is your least favorite thing to do, okay. especially when asked live. You remember that stream we did? <laughs> your favorite game uh -huh. of Foam Stars, specifically yes. this time. Yeah, because that's, that's when we were like starting to feel sick. Did we not? <laughs> that's true. That was us right after Joe poisoned us. <laughs> yes. Do you remember? I swear to God, during that stream, I we were looking at the album art. And I said it looked AI generated. I swear to God, during that stream, we were like, this looks weird. Is this like AI or I something? I feel like that came up. I swear that came up during something that stream. Something similar to that came Turns up. Turns out it is. They said that just now. They're like, hey, guys, remember how we said we were going to do more AI shit? Well, uh, all the album, in-game album art, and that actually is AI generated. I'm like, oh. Isn't that cool? It's like, you probably should never have admitted this. <laughs> well... No one was going to buy your game anyway. The, the only <laughs> difference between them and half the industry is they admitted it. Yeah, no, that's the thing. You probably shouldn't cop to this because now people have one reason to dislike your game politically. Your Ontologically. Game. Ontologically, sure. And by the way, just so chat, like, just let's get this out of the way. 50% of developers surveyed at GDC said, yeah, our studio's fucking with this AI shit. So... And then what was it, 87% of them are like, I'm not sure ethically that we should be doing that. Yeah, which is uh, about the right amount, I think. Mm. I am wondering, like, I, I just know there's going to be some game that we're all going to get really, we're going to be like, you cost $350 million and you still like AI made the magazine covers in this convenience store or whatever. That's so lame. Like, that's going to happen. The yeah. only good use for AI that I've seen in a game was there was this weird game. Uh, I was watching a streamer play it where you're a vampire and you know the rule with vampires, you have to be led into the house. Okay. Well, the whole bit with this, and this is such a streamer bait game, but of course, the whole beat, bit with this game is you use a microphone to persuade the person at the door to let you in. So the AI is just running the AI model for them hearing what you said and deciphering whether or not they should let you in. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. I get why you would want to use like a chat GPT for that exact circumstance, right? Because it's not a scripted game. It's a dumb, fun game right. for streamers. But the, you would does just he say, tell you about the ramen stand when you do it? Does it what? <laughs> does he ask you about the ramen stand? I was waiting for one of them to do it. <laughs> the crime is bad in this part of town. I, but I've seen this thing just break apart. Like you, once you watch an hour and a half of this game, every every NPC starts to feel the same because yeah, you know, of course that's how that's it, what this that's, is. That's how it is. But it was still kind of funny and unique and made sense for that type of game. Your game is not that type of game. <laughs> you making Man, a game not, right now? Less than one percent of you are making that specific dumb game. Right. right. We 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 need a game where like a VR game where you just have a room full of shit and get to wail on someone with it as they scream with chat GGP generated dialogue, like based on what item you're hitting them with. 
So basically, oh, no, not the va not the vase. I was I was gonna say you wanted to become the Rick and Morty guy right? doing any joke he's ever made, but it's AI power. Yes, that's about the realm of jokes you can do with AI. Oh jeez, you're hitting me with this piece of pipe. Oh, you put it down. You got the torch now. Oh no, I'm burning. Oh, this hurts so bad. I bet my bones are breaking because the pipe is a really heavy and stiff thing, and you hit me with I it pretty hard. I thought it was I thought I was really important because I can do this voice, but it turns out no, they they got rid of me really easily and found someone who does basically the same voice. What is this AI saying? This I I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it with this stick. I don't. Turns out it's just Justin Roiland for like really him. It's just, he's he's voicing the game live. <laughs> um. Anyways, hey, did you did you know uh, Foam Stars is coming out February sixth at the PlayStation Plus title? <laughs> so you get to it's. It's just like <laughs> destructional. It is literally exactly the same, down to being the same price once you have to pay money for it. And I, down to definitely having one character that will show up and most likely to be racist. Right. I, I still just like they have the goal to charge people money for this. A after that launch sort window on PlayStation. Of, yeah. Sort of. Look, they just want the Fall Guys thing where for the first month you get it for free on PlayStation Plus. And past that, you'll definitely fall in love with the game and buy it, please. Please, all the people who didn't get that, please, please, guys. There's no way that they're gonna. The, please, day one of the next financial year, they're gonna be like, it's done. Yeah, they will have exactly one battle pass that will go up to April first, <laughs> and then it will be over. Hey, hey, we'll get half the next the next battle pass. They'll be like, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, we've already started working on the content for this. Oh, no. Uh, rolling that back. Oh, God. Yeah, Destruction All-Stars is just you saying that. It's making me think about how that went. And I'm like, oh, I feel sick to my stomach. Uh, let's move on. Speaking to Bloomberg, CEO of Microsoft Satya Nadella has made it clear that they see themselves as a multi-platform publisher and fully intends to ship their games across every platform. The exact quotes! Now, with Activision, I think we have a chance of being a good publisher, quite frankly, on Sony and Nintendo and PCs and Xbox. We're excited about that acquisition closing, and I'm glad we got it through. Another quote. We think that now... Uh, specifically post-acquisition, we have the ability to do what we always set out to do, which is build great games and deliver them to folks across all platforms, which is Xbox and consoles, the PCs, and now even including mobile gaming and cloud gaming. This is the last Xbox. Mm -hmm. Man, if only like, someone was smart enough to call that one week ago. Oh, it was us! <laughs> oh, wait! Like, if, if they start shipping things on other platforms... Let's completely remove the 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 customer element at all. Like, let's not even discuss the perspective of the buyer. Okay. Mm -hmm. What what advantage does Microsoft have to continue running their own platform? Uh, you don't sell games on it, so you don't get a cut to those games. You get Game Pass, I guess. Yeah, Game Pass. Does, right. Yeah. That's does, it. But does but does that cover the engineering costs of the platform and the losses you're taking on these platforms? Because you're not, they're not making money on hardware sales. No, they lose money on hardware sales and they aren't the dominant platform. So the cut they get from every developer is not anywhere near what Nintendo and Sony seeing from that margin. Like, 
I feel like the most obvious thing, and in this, like, if, like, you know, and if Starfield PS5 is announced this year, that means I'm right. Like, this means their Xbox is done. They'll announce some shitty cloud thing, and then Xbox fanboys will insist that's a new Xbox, and everybody else will go, no, it's not. And then that'll be the end of it. Um, and they'll just be a third-party publisher. We gotta talk about it, though. Like, they announced that Blade game, and they wouldn't say what platforms it was on. Yeah. And then people had a meltdown, like, no, no, they're not gonna ship that on everything. What are you talking about? It's like, dude, no, they're, that's what they're doing. And they yeah, had, that game comes out in five years. Do. Like, Xbox won't even be around. That shit's supposed to come out 2029. I mean, they didn't have, even give a date. They, yeah, they, they, they were they, like, we just started development. That was a we started development trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is. Um, it is confusing to wonder, like, what is Microsoft seeing this? Because they don't have a mid-gen refresh. The, the, the leaks point to them not having one. Right. So we're quickly approaching a road where they either don't have an xbox in 2026 or ever again or they have one in 2026 as the last straw the last strategy mm -hmm. to get a win i don't i don't know man i don't know um i had the thought last sometime within the last week of switch 2 comes out and they're like yeah it's a switch 720 what you gonna do now xbox Ooh. Phil Spencer starts shitting and pissing. It's <laughs> just like, no, 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 no. Ah! This is not how this is supposed to go. I had the whole thing planned out. Um, yeah, I think what you're seeing with a lot of these meltdowns of Xbox fans and Xbox owners is a lot of people not knowing why they even bought a fucking Xbox. Because um, notionally... The reason you get an Xbox is because it is a next-gen console of a relatively similar strength to the PS5, and you get exclusives on it and back-compat. But they canceled the back-compat, and now the games are coming to everything. And so you've lost any exclusive Sony has and gained nothing long-term. And that's awful. Uh... I am, generally speaking, a proponent for having a strong lineup right mm -hmm. and when xbox started shipping things on pc and console that already diluted the value of the xbox some but you could see it as well the pc end of it is going to help them pay for the development costs to have these premium games and and windows is technically still microsoft so it's not that bizarre i guess right in the grand scheme of things it's like whatever um like pc is a separate market from console in a lot of ways so it yeah but there kind, is overlap there, there i is know overlap. a lot of there people is, who right. are switch and pc owners yes a lot it Absolutely. is a weirdly huge amount of people who but the switch is also its own weird thing right which obviously lends well to this exact dynamic right and that's the thing like those people those people see value in the switch because nintendo has a good first party strong offering right they see value in the pc because of the various benefits of pc and the flexibility of it what I'm saying is, as a console, though, you've lost anyone who's there in the overlap if they have PC, because if they like gaming on PC, which uh -huh. is an if, then they can get that there. You've magnified this problem several times over, though, obviously, when you're shipping your games on everything. Right. Because there's what what is the point <laughs> of an Xbox? Like, as a person who owns a PC that can PC game and an Xbox, I'll tell you right now. 
uh, I fucking hate paying for online for the Xbox. Drives me insane, notionally. Yeah. Like, that absolutely is a thorn in my brain, and I go, I, I'm never going to buy an Xbox again. Why would I? <laughs> Why would I ever buy an Xbox again? I don't know anymore. I used to have an answer. Right. The back compat shit was really good, but they stopped that years ago now. Yeah, now it's literally just like, you want to have a Game Pass box? I mean, I could have, have a, a Game Pass thing. PC. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. All that's on on the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you didn't. Then... Yeah, but you can't get Game Pass. Well, you can get a Game Pass Ultimate, but why would you if you're a PC gamer? That just adds, that just forces you to pay for online you don't need. Right. Yeah. yeah so it, it, it really, it really does feel like we're just seeing them blatantly make moves like saying, yeah, there's, this is going to be the last Xbox, dedicated Xbox platform. And people just not like willfully ignoring it because they don't want to perceive. They have some bizarre fixation on Microsoft checking Sony, even though they haven't done that in like five or six years. Like Sony hasn't been threatened by Xbox in over a decade. Uh, I'm seeing someone in chat who says, I bought an Xbox because it's cheaper than buying a new graphics card, motherboard, P power supply, etc. Uh, true, but now that they're shipping all their games across everything, aside from somebody who's very firmly in the I am an Xbox gamer and is a part of my identity camp, I don't understand. Yeah, like it's not Starfield versus Spider-Man anymore. It's Starfield and Spider-Man or just Starfield. Right. And most <laughs> right. people... To most people, that's not, like, a, most people don't give a shit about that back compat, sadly. I wish more people right. cared about that. Right. If they did, then Sony would... they'd still would... be doing it. Right. And, but, yeah, I think that's the best thing they did with the Series X. Like, I just, it, it just seems like they've just given up entirely, and it's like, well, we're going to just do what makes money, which will naturally lead them to no longer having their own dedicated hardware platform, because that... Imagine how many people they can fire if they don't have an Xbox, don't have Xbox the console <laughs> Fucking what a way to phrase that. And absolutely how someone at that company is thinking right now. Yeah, there probably is yeah. someone in that company who's like, oh man, my one goal in life is to fire as many people as I possibly can. <laughs> Wasn't that a character like, in Endless Monday? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, yes, that is the villain who's like, my, my, I, I want to live my dream firing as many people as I possibly can, so I made this AI robot. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just like they insist Game Pass is now a million quotes profitable, which I don't know what their metric for that is, so I can't speak to how truthful it is or isn't. But you okay, you lose Xbox console and you lose Xbox Live money. Uh-huh. You don't have to support a hardware platform anymore. Is that more or less? That's ultimately what it's gonna come down to. Yeah, it feels like more and more like Making these consoles is fucking expensive. They engineered two of them. Uh-huh. Their margins are... Okay. Let's, let's, let's just get down to it. The sales so far have been predicated notionally by the consumer on the notion. It's bought on the pretense that there would be Xbox games they could not get anywhere else long term. That is no longer true. So having established that, how good do you think their prospects are next time? Yeah, by the time a new console's launching and they've already had years of this, who knows? Right, and already, I bet this shit will be something where we see an impact in the next two years, mm -hmm. let alone uh, 
yeah, by the end of two years from now, when notionally, according to rumors, they're making another Xbox, or four years from now, when they were originally planning to make another Xbox. Like, I don't think this will go well for them, and it feels like I've just watched Microsoft make the worst decision in an ongoing dialogue with the consumer seven times in a row, and that's how we ended up here. They're like, uh, the Kinect is in every unit. Right. It's the one. You pass your HDMI through it. It can operate your TV. All your games are going to use the Kinect. It's like no one wants that. Fuck. Uh, uh, we all just use streaming services already. What? You do what now? <laughs> I thought you were watching TV. Like regular cable television coming to your home. Oh, no. What What year was it? <laughs> 2013, baby. Everyone still watch cable TV. Um, and if, yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like I've watched... Microsoft make the incorrect choice at a dialogue with the consumer for at least 12 years straight. Like it feels like exactly 12 years straight. And now we ended up here and now they've sold you like the last couple steps have been, they've sold everyone on the idea that the subscription of game pass is what the real platform is. And so now they've made this last step to ship all these games on every platform, and it feels like the point of owning an Xbox has virtually disappeared entirely. Outside of what if I want to buy a Series S for my kid because it's cheaper, and then I get them Game Pass so I don't have to buy them games. That's mm -hmm. literally, yeah, that's the only two. The, there, there are three types of people I know who have Series S's. One is deranged xbox fans who want need a second xbox <laughs> the other is people who kind of fell out of playing games but still sort of want to play games they get a series s mm. and every single one of those people i know who got a series s regrets it now yeah i because they're like it doesn't have storage it doesn't run these games good i don't get sony games so they regret that or 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 you know kids like you right. have two kids they each want to they you know they want to play by themselves first of all most of the time they just get a switch instead of right next box at all but if they do if the parents do want to spring for a console they just get them the series s that's yeah. not that can't support like all this infrastructure that you want to have yeah i don't it's going to be really weird if Xbox's future is as an affordable gaming platform with a somewhat compromised experience because that flies in the face of what they recently have considered their strength, which is being the most powerful gaming platform, which they basically didn't achieve this any, time out, I, which they thought they did, uh, and the numbers they, don't they show kinda, They kind of didn't achieve at any point except maybe... The, the original Xbox? The original Xbox and the 360. The 360 is legit a stronger platform. Like, the cell processor is very strong, but a, C a system is more than just the CPU. And when your CPU comes with yeah, a horrible dynamic of programming. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, and I'm very viscerally aware of that as <laughs> someone who owned a PS3 that gen. Uh, like, so, for Xbox... You look at them in the Xbox One generation, that was the first time they shipped the weaker console and their teeth were getting kicked in at the same time. And the narrative was about how it was a 720p console and Ryan McCaffrey couldn't deal with that. So he said, you can't tell the difference between 720p and 1080p. And everyone else on the Xbox podcast for IGN said that because they're very smart. 
There's definitely nothing intellectually deceitful about pretending something doesn't exist because your platform doesn't do it well. Um, I mean, everybody did that in seventh gen. Remember the feel of 60 FPS? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I hate seventh gen so much. I'm so like, glad that this gen is basically the opposite of it. Right. Like, again, people just seem... Conf people have problems like... People genuinely seem to think it's on some level, even people who vocally disparage corporations seem to have this bizarre thing that they know what they're doing deep down. Oh, yeah. Like they wouldn't just make a giant, unbelievable mistake. And from a purely financial standpoint, I don't think going third party would be a mistake for Microsoft. Like just shipping those games on everything. They clearly have failed at running their own platform. They ran, they drove it into the core of the earth. I mean, here's the thing. You look at what they're doing now. Uh, let's just take one part of the Xbox experience as it has been this gen. You look at what they're doing now with Halo Infinite shipping on Xboxes and PC, and you contrast that to them making a more traditional Halo and shipping it on every console. You know damn well they'd be making way more money doing that. Halo Infinite is definitely not the gangbuster that a Halo across every platform could be. Right, and the I, I think that they might keep the platform going is the... Is like we're saying, it's the Game Pass box. They want to keep having that place where they can just keep getting that subscription sale. But then if they put it on other platforms, they actually get to sell the game. Right. And that's the thing. Mm. Like the thing no one wants to tell you and the thing that has already proven to be the case, um, self-evident the case on all these streaming services. Streaming as a subscription is not sustainable. It's not profitable. No. Like, largely, it is these companies are bleeding money because they want to succeed in that way. They say that Game Pass is profitable, but I feel like they haven't shipped the sort of competitive tier games that Blade will have to be and other games I like mean, it to incur the development costs. And even if they do, they get to write that off as the cost of that game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, even... I don't believe that Game Pass is is, is profitable is, is true. I don't think that's an honest statement. I don't think it's them I think, taking into account their development costs. And right. then to, so I don't think that is. I think it's just the deals we make for other games right. mm -hmm. are less than what Game Pass is pulling in. I do not believe that because they ostensibly have like 10 full scale AAA tier games in development right now from various studios. Game Pass's subs aren't covering that. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they're doing creative accounting in order to say Game Pass is profitable. Mm. Like, so, they're just not including the cost of their own games. So, like, so you know, you you that you take the profit of Game Pass. Mm. Is that more than they would save by shutting down the shutting down their platform, not having to have people maintain it? not having to have, you know, have engineers patching their console, not engineer a new console, not buy the hardware. Is that more or less? I feel like that's ultimately what it comes down to on whether or not they will even bother. Yeah, I genuinely don't think it, like, if you could, if Microsoft could magically snap their fingers because become somebody shipping almost Sony caliber games across multiple platforms, right? They make a high profile important important critically well received gorgeous halo game across every platform versus what they're doing now but they lose the xbox and they lose game pass i think they would do it in a heartbeat that's definitely more profitable 
like them making critically acclaimed software on multi-plat uh-huh. is definitely going to have a more positive financial outcome for them than running Xbox. That's how it seems to me. I mean, you look at the sales of Sony titles and Nintendo titles. And those dudes don't even ship on each other's platforms. Right. What's up? I'm just thinking like, you know, all that makes sense. So maybe that's why they won't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Horrifying as using that rubric to judge Microsoft's future actions is. That's kind of where we are after the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Anyway, real quick, quick aside, speaking of Game Pass. uh, Yeah, sure. Matt Piscatella, who works for the uh, the NDP, Mm -hmm. is like these these like game subs have like plateaued. Like they've gone flat. Yeah. Yeah, they've gone flat. So that typically not great. Going flat is usually a precursor to going down. Mm hmm. So will will Microsoft look at their Game Pass project projections and think, well, is there even a reason to keep seeking this out? Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and use this to segue into the Ubisoft thing. Ubisoft's head of subscriptions, which is a fucking thing they have. Of course. Said uh, game subscriptions are the future and you just need to get used to not owning your games. Eat shit. (laughs) Yeah. Eat. Uh, First of all, I am very used to not owning a Ubisoft game. (laughs) <laughs> right, I think everyone has become accustomed to that over the last remarkably acclimated. It was really weird the one time I owned a Ubisoft game this year, and that's because it was given to me for free. <laughs> or this, like, uh, this gen. Like, no offense, but uh, th- that's kind of why you lost $500 million in, in fiscal year 2023 and seem like you're probably going to lose more than that this coming year. I did not know they lost that much. Holy shit. Yeah. They, their, their ass is on fire. Wow, uh, that also says to me that 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 that, that game pe- that Assassin's Creed Infinite game Hex Red is going to have so much fucking monetization in it. That game's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, if it even if it comes to out. come out, yeah, that's what I'm like. I don't know what they can if they can launch this Assassin's Creed platform. Yeah, I don't know if that platform's really going to be much of a thing. Like yeah. honestly, they haven't really sold us on the notion that they know what that means to have executed that. No. Meanwhile, they have a pretty like they made it clear what Assassin's Creed projects are coming up, and they're like, "Yeah, this game is about this." And I'm like, "Okay, that how does the?" They're like, "Infinite money, please," <laughs> and then they just wander off. Uh, you know that that statement elicited some words from uh, the head of Larian Studios. I figured I'd uh, read those real quick. Uh. <laughs> He basically said, you know, the future of at the, at the end of the day, whatever the future of games looks like, content will always be the king, but it's going to be a lot harder to get good content if subscriptions become the dominant model and a select group gets to decide what goes to the market and what not. Uh, ultimately, at the end, he says, you won't find our games on a subscription service, even if I respect that for many developers, it presents an opportunity to make their game. I don't have an issue with that. I just want to make sure that other ecosystems don't die because it's valuable. I saw the director of Castlevania, the Netflix out there being like, yeah, you don't want to come in here. 
this is this is ruined animation. We don't need it ruining games. Yeah, again, like every single thing, everybody, everything we hear about of of subscriptions on the Hollywood side is it ruined everything forever. Mm-hmm. How many and, years have we spent trying to explain this to people? And every time people go, nah. Yeah, now it's actually coming to fruition here. Like, yeah, no, guys, all that was fake. <laughs> They were making up being successful for years. And, you know, e even aside from just the financials, the, the Larian guy, he brings up an interesting point about the content itself, which is basically the YouTube effect, where before YouTube was this great place where stuff that people wanted to see became popular. Now, what YouTube wants to be popular is what's popular on YouTube. And you cannot skirt the algorithm it has control of what you will upload or it will not promote you. Right. And that's the sort of thing he's talking about. Like if, if you can't use game sales to say, Hey, this is what we want. This is the good stuff. No, it's just whoever owns the subscription service decides what kind of games will be made, what kind of things they want on the service. Yeah. And another layer of this is like, when you look at it from a subscription service angle, um, one of the things that has been going around as of late is discoverability is such a nightmare because there are so many games. Uh-huh. What do you think a subscription model is going to do to that? Oh yeah, like like it's just it just becomes like completely fungible. Yeah, like that's oh, yeah. What, what everyone already thinks of Game Pass games is. It's true. Every fucking piece of shit game journalist and asshole out there literally treats every game on Game Pass like it's fungible and a time waster. Right. It's, a, it's just free garbage I can play at any time. Like, it's not something you actually legitimately care about. And Which is fucking disgusting. I, as an artist, I would much rather hear someone critically tear my thing apart than just be like... No, uh, it's just I pay the subscription. <laughs> I just needed no, to fill it, three it, hours. Yeah, I, I need I need it so I don't consider killing myself. Like, I I need to fill the void with something as much as possible. I want to address this one other argument that people made to me a couple times, which is, well, these subscription services, they subsidize indie games with like they might cannibalize the sales of big games, but they they make sense for indie smaller indie titles because they give them more stability. And that's true, but that isn't sustainable. Eventually, the big games are just going to go, no, we're, like, once they have enough data of this, this kills you. You will sell no more copies once this is on the subscription service. It's going to stop, so the game, like, that argument is also pointless. Uh, also, that argument isn't even that true how many indie devs have we seen come out they get on game pass and they go please go buy our game please go buy our game we need you to buy our game and it's funny how many times we keep bringing that up and then people go uh who said that no one said that and then we say the exact studios we've heard say that over time and then chat comes in with more examples and then they just say nothing right because their minds won't be changed no Microsoft wouldn't decided. make something stupid. They're just a giant corporation full of a billion middle managers. Yeah, I, I think we're going to look back on Game Pass to now as like the thrashing death throes of a behemoth that didn't really know what direction to go in in the first place. And it's going to frustrate the shit out of me when all of these people who have not been receptive to our fair criticisms of Microsoft as stewards and as a platform 
look back and like just start going, yeah, that was really obvious. No, I had to deal with all of you. And then you treated us like we were overly cynical. <laughs> like it's so frustrating to deal with that revisionism. I've gone through it with so many different things. You know, there was a point in time where people were backlashing really hard on anyone who said, guys, Mighty Number no. 9 might suck. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that you just played one one level in the in the beta it's like i learned a lot from playing that one level and these dev updates are concerning <laughs> considering that's uh literally an eighth of the game <laughs> they were convinced it was going to change drastically before it came out i don't know why they thought that but anyways uh did you know Saying things that, uh, uh, did you know being able to decipher things from pattern recognition is a deeply frustrating thing when you communicate that to others who can't? It's true. Uh, let's go over the other news. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court has refused to review the earlier court decisions in Google versus Epic. What this basically means is uh, the court said, hey, Google, you have to start letting people on the Play Store like set up their own monetization separate from you. Uh, and then they went, please, Supreme Court, hear our case and put in a, a hold so we don't have to do this. And the Supreme Court said, no. <laughs> Love to see so, it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Tim Sweeney won, basically. Yeah, he good won. for him. Good for him. Good for him. And good for the consumer. Let me be perfectly right. honest. The actual way this should work is you should buy a phone for whatever, $600, $800, $1,300. And that should be hardware you own, and now you get to run whatever the fuck you want on it. Wild concept. A yeah. wild concept, I know. Now, I, before anyone's like, but Dan, do you want that for consoles too? I'm going to go, yeah. Yeah, I do. Is <laughs> more and more we move towards these stores being extremely like they get to have full control over the digital side of it and we're moving to all digital consoles like yeah we need to have uh maybe other ways to purchase things no it's true i mean the the we're lucky that these consoles take physical games so mm -hmm. you can go to a store that has reasons to compete with each other and sell them for different prices and do other things but also if you're wondering why my frustration with the consoles isn't as high as my frustration with the phones that's because the consoles are largely not sold for a sizable profit yeah. you know sony is making money on the ps5 i doubt it's 200 dollars each time you, do you realize how much money they make on smartphones right <laughs> their margins are fucking insane it's the sort of thing that goes that should make you go wow i should burn down their headquarters <laughs> when the prices yeah, I, when they make that much money on a thing you spent 1300 dollars for oof I do wonder if, uh, like, we won't get a couple court rulings, like, cracking open the, the digital obelisk a little bit, and then all these companies go, the old digital future is not as important as we said. <laughs> we have decided that it is not as important. Uh, it is interesting watching the EU consistently crack down on the smartphone manufacturers in a number of different ways. We're to see what phones are, how they're produced, and how they run change a lot over the next couple of years. In mm -hmm. fact, even singular year. I think uh, pretty soon the mandate takes effect where you should be able to swap your charge, your battery, right? Which is a radical notion in the modern smartphone landscape. I'm very excited. GameStop is closing their NFT marketplace for not making any fucking money. What a surprise. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh my god.
Wow. If only there were hundreds of examples of that happening before they launched this marketplace, then they could have not launched and saved a lot of time and money. If only. If only all of those data points made some kind of pattern <sighs> and someone could have recognized it. But unfortunately, every NFT before now did so well, right? It was just, we had to. <sighs> That's true. It's just, it's a solid and viable business plan. It's so unfortunate that this happened completely did, at random. And why didn't it work for GameStop? What do you think it is about their one that made it so different from all the others? Why is GameStop built so different? I mean, it was probably built pretty different because it was literally one by, run by one guy, I bet. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you're saying if it was democratized, <laughs> if everyone had NFTs, that it would work, obviously. I, as it has, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Those apes guys are so rich. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Every last one. We so, actually uh, didn't talk about this. This is only relevant now, and I bet it will never be relevant again. You know they uh, disabled the integration of NFTs into your Twitter profile now, right? Oh, did they? Uh -huh. Yeah, they disabled that feature like last week. That's hilarious. Yeah, I... I it's <laughs> never been more over. <laughs> uh, so this came from that Insomniac leak as people continue to claw through that. Uh-huh. Uh, a leak, leak charts from Sony, like these are directly from Sony, indicate that in terms of play hours people play put twice as many hours into single player games as multi is both as multi as free to play multiplayer games like you don't have to have ps plus and the ones where you do have to have ps plus combined That's... so if you're wondering why uh all these service games are burning down and everybody where people are running from that this might have something to do with it how did they have this chart and then greenlight 12 of these games? How did somebody have so much information proving that they weren't built different yeah. and then put all their chips on black? <laughs> yeah. I, huh. Uh, Didn't we just talk well, about a company literally doing that? Well, it's worth noting that a couple of years ago, it was it single player was still more, but it was much closer to 50 50. Huh? And over the past couple of years, it's like, no, we're, single player up so i guess it's yeah. just it's just like i guess it was just like any trend is like yeah yeah i i'm past the phase of my life where i want multiplayer games now i want single player games i mean to some extent people are spoiled for options on the multiplayer side of things but the ones that stick around have been around forever so there's fatigue. Yeah, there's that thought of, like, maybe their, their thing was, well, now Fortnite and Apex and all these things that are really big have been around long enough. We The only reason we're really seeing a downturn in this is because there hasn't been a new huge one. We'll be that. We'll be the new huge one because we want to be. Because we're built different. Yeah, we're built different. <laughs> all I have to do is sell all my GameStop NFTs, <laughs> put those funds into games as a service development, and we'll win. We got this. We got this. Uh, real quick, how funny is it for this chart to exist and for Jimbo to have spent so much money on games as a service? How funny Once is again, that? Once again, CEO executives don't make information based on data. It's based on vibes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not vibes because that makes them sound like tastemakers. CEOs and executives, largely, all make decisions to fit in. Because they want their shareholders to feel like they're on the same page as all these other guys. Because obviously all these other guys are the mob and the mob mentality is always right. It, 
You know, it's like I, when it's like when um, you hear these financial things where Capcom's investors need to ask them questions like, why don't you do Street Fighter 2, the arcade machine anymore? That made so much money. Do that again. And they have to go. <laughs> they all don't know shit and they don't want to upset their investors. So people at the top make decisions that everyone they make the same dumb mistakes that everyone else is making because they don't actually know what they're doing that's the truth it's almost like buying stock in a company giving you any power of decision making in it is one of the worst things we ever did to the economy huh well well I mean, sure, that is disastrous, but at least some people still earn their way to their positions at companies like Elon Musk. <laughs> I told myself I wouldn't laugh. Yeah. Uh, and last thing on my news, uh, Hilltops Works, that is a Patreon-funded translation group. I actually did not know those things existed, and I am now giving them money. Um announces their next project is a PS2 game called Rowdy Princess. I endeavor, I encourage everybody to go look up the tra the really good cut trailer for this game, for this project they did. Like, they cut an astoundingly good trailer. And all during, watching this trailer and looking at cutscenes, I'm like, wow, this seems so high effort. Why did this, because by the PS2 era, you typic we typically got most Japanese games, unless they were just, like, weird, bizarre trash. Like, we were already there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that didn't cover that was pretty cool, but it was, yeah. There were reasons. Yeah, it was more budget. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the combat for this, and I'm like, oh. Right, this is the Time and Eternity guy. Um, at least the, oh. the Oh, are you serious? It's the Toki yeah. and Toa? Oh, my God. I mean, at least the combat's still, like, turn-based. It just has a bunch of random nonsense that looks like it kind of gets in the way of that. It reminds that, me of uh, the Yu Yu Hakusho games on Super Nintendo. Yeah, it literally looks like your anime cinematic battlers from the mid-90s. Right? Those weird fucking cryptid games. <laughs> um, But, yeah, for people that haven't checked out the trailer... This looks really neat. It uses like a Mega Man Legend style sticker faces, but has tons yes. of animations for them. I've never seen a, quite this high fidelity of, of that yeah, style. It yeah, it rules. It's visually like we need, we need somebody to do that on like a modern platform. We need somebody to do the sticker faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to go back. <laughs> we do. Actually. We do need to go back. Yeah. Toki. Oh, wow. uh, if any if any translation group wants to retranslate Wild Arms 2, I'll I'll become a Podlord tier subscriber to your Patreon <laughs> for the entire Christ. span of that project. <laughs> you know, Bob, I bought that disc copy of Time and Eternity. We still oh have my God. it. Yeah, you still have that. It was funny because I did that. I was like, y'all need to realize how important and crazy this game is. And then, like, nine months, ten months later, it blew up on Twitter. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God. This is like Columbo again, except for people immediately forgot. That right. Like, yeah, it's no longer. Like, that which, lasted maybe 12 hours. Which frame of reference. That's true. Uh, frame of reference. Uh, I got really into Columbo uh, years before uh, all y'all did. <laughs> and it was really weird. It was really weird because I'm not used to people agreeing with me on taste and shit like that. <laughs> Like, oh, this is really cool. And I'm like, wait, you agree? <laughs> Do you also like Dynasty Warriors? And then they put their hand on my shoulder and they're like, no one likes Dynasty Warriors. 
least of all Dynasty Warriors fans. And then they walked away, and I'm like, what does that mean? Man, will we ever get a new Dynasty Warriors game? I we don't know anymore. I'm going insane! It feels so crazy that they haven't even announced a real one. I don't know. I feel like they're trapped in the in the uh, like the licensed ones because I feel like most. I of mean, those do the better thing was the they did a did. sequel to the latest one, the Empires thing, and then it was bad too. Yeah, I mean, also they don't even do that many licensed ones anymore. Like they they put out an update for uh, One Piece Warriors, and then the only other one they've done recently is that a, a weird like ba one based on a, a Tome game. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Token Rambu. Yeah, yeah, and that one was clearly like a lower budget, budget one. Didn't, like it made design around the another... switch had way fewer characters. Yeah. Uh, didn't they have an, another one more recently? I'm trying I to can't, think. I can't I don't think know. of any. You look that I mean, up. Well, they made Persona 5 Strikers. They they were in charge of that. They were, yeah. They were. That, was, that, that, was, that thing's so weird and different. It's hard to even call it a Warriors game, though. It's But that was also like two years ago, wasn't it? It was something yeah, it was like two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Uh Xbox showed some games, including one of the most anticipated games of 2024, <laughs> as for, uh, as had by Gigaboots, uh, Avowed. It's got some moral decisions. You get to make some choices. <laughs> they said that and then showed like the most pathetic decision I could imagine. It was so good, though. It was so good. It was like, this guy ran away from the conflict and now everyone's dead. Do you let him live the rest of his life and hand him the badges or kill him and call him a pussy. Right? It's like, like, what the fuck right? is... Is every decision going to be this? Because that might be great. It's so insane. It's like, do you want to say that he was a coward? And it's like, what's that going to do? He's already going to live the rest of his life with survivor's guilt. Do we just also need to fight him? Apparently. Uh, I legit... But that, they, then they said, like, this will affect something back at town. And like... Oh my god, what is this game? You're gonna show up in town and then everyone in town's like, Yeah, that guy was a pussy. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be like, game of the year. <laughs> You're just sitting in the float uh, on the on the float for the parade they threw you for killing him. Like, I I feel conflicted about this. I feel like uh morally gray right now. Uh uh yeah, they showed a lot of things with that game, like switching quickly between melee combat and, and wizardry. Uh -huh. uh, they showed a lot of cool visuals and stuff. Um, I think that game continues to look sick. Bob, we need to come out on the other end of the spectrum. How does Avowed look to you? Um, I still don't know exactly what the shape of that game is. I'm kind of worried you load into town, then you load out into a like small area to do a fight like this. <laughs> You're describing it like it's a PSP game. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, how? Wait, what? How's this game have you sectioned off? Because I didn't play the game they compared it to, uh, Outer Outer Worlds. Worlds, yeah. Uh, so I'm like, is it going to literally be like you go to this tiny little level, and then that might affect something in the town? I assume it's like a Borderlands. You know how Borderlands has cities, uh -huh. but then it has paths that connect them, and yeah, maybe. So I assume it's something like that. Uh, Avowed is out this fall, and I am very excited. <laughs> Somebody else talk about this next section because I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I too skipped it. I watched it. I watched it after the fact. Um, 
Uh, the Senua goes to Iceland. Uh, they say that there's all new, brand new, all brand Sorry. new combat. This is Senua's Saga Hellblade Two. Oh yes, yes. The Thank new, you. The new Hellblade. Sorry, I thought you said that coming nope, in for some reason. I didn't reason. say that. Uh, well, what's the deal, Bob? Uh, you're going to Iceland to hunt down Vikings, uh, get revenge. Mm. Uh, the, they say that there's the combat's all new and very dynamic, and new, and new, it's new. And okay. then they show nothing new about it and don't elaborate. Uh, then they show a bunch of cutscene like. Uh, like them doing choreography and behind the scenes for cutscenes again because that's all i can ever show with this game mocap yeah uh and apparently everything's gonna use binaural audio this time binaural binaural yeah audio this time so not just the voices like in the first game they get the music and the sounds and everything that's interesting um i get how you would record the music like that i guess to do the sounds though that means they're using I mean, what this would have to be is they're using the Xboxes and Microsoft's like 3D audio processing stuff. Right. You know, because they have their own version of what the PS5 has for the 3D audio. So it's got to be that. Right. Probably. Because um, the first game, l- let me explain. Doing binaural audio just means you bought a $1,300 mic and then <laughs> hopefully plugged it into a good enough recorder for it to sound good at all. Mm-hmm. We could have made Hellblade 1. <laughs> With its fancy 3D audio, uh, and still can, still on the table, we can solve mental illness. They can do it, but we just chose not to because we're evil. Uh, uh, they had a big thing about they had they're working with the same uh, psychiatrist, I believe, again that for mental illness stuff. Cool. Um, and the game comes out May twenty first. Also, separately, not mentioned in this at all. Okay, there was some interview. Uh, where they're like, yeah, the game's about the same length as the first game. It's fifty dollars digital only, no physical release. I'm like that feels excuse me, fucking insane because that first game is not incredibly long. No, it's like seven, eight hours. And it being fifty and digital only feels fucking insane. Yeah, when, because they when had, I, this was this is the first next gen Xbox game announced technically mm-hmm. in 2019 with an all CG trailer where they spent a shitload of money. It's so crazy for it to be like, it's not a real game. It's $50. It's, yeah, can't, it's yeah, been it, working on it for four years. It's like their most hyped game. I, it, it really does feel like that. The, like they marketed it as God of War. And I kind of suspected when they never showed us anything that it might just be the exact same game, but nicer looking, like the exact same scale of game. Mm. But that seemed impossible with how they were marketing it and right, how long they yeah. were working on it, too. Yeah, but I mean, now it just th- seems like they don't care. Yeah, Microsoft puts so much weight into this marketing-wise that it is just really weird that it's the first game again. Uh, because I'm not sure if you realize this, the larger gaming public will not enjoy that game. Like that game's for someone, sure. It is not God of War. It is not like a blockbuster mainstream game. So no. it's really weird that they were leaning into it, and then it turns out it is the same scale and stuff. On one hand, that means they may preserve their shitty vision for what uh, positive mental uh, illness messaging and journey and narrative might be because you know you can't really do a god of war ragnarok necessarily and then tri- still try to pretend it's about someone's emotional journey right uh but also doing a se- sequel inherently kind of makes their treatment of that which i think was slipshod and terrible in the first place even more gross because man that is not I feel like doing a sequel is the most like, did you? Hmm. <laughs> Powerful message two. <laughs> uh, 
so anyway, um, yeah, glad I skipped that part. Let's move on. Hey, Dan, why didn't you watch that part? Because the first thing I fucking watched was the Visions of Mana part. <laughs> Yo, it's a Mana game. It's the first one to ship on Xbox. They couldn't even get the ROM cartridge that the Switch got. <laughs> that seems insane, but also very, very real. It is very real. Uh, they got a Pikul, which is not a Bagul. It's a Pikul. Uh, it's really adorable. Like, what was it? Scottish Terrier or something? It, was, it looks like a wolf, and they it's think a, they said it's a, a mix of... A terrier of some a, sort. A, I can't remember which one. And a pangolin. Yeah, pangolin. Yeah. That's why I, I was really like, yeah, it's, that's weird. It's fantastic. It looks really great. All the enemies look incredible. Uh, they're just clearly the secret of mana character designs, enemy designs brought into 3D. And they talked about the artist who had been with the series the whole time that doesn't resemble anyone. You damaged Gigaboots <laughs> viewers who right. may have already edited this person to be Jinkaria. <laughs> uh, talking about like how they he worked with them to fully realize in 3d these character designs and it's so good it's so good uh we got some other notes here that you want to read this yeah sure the the combat actually looks like it has a decent amount of stuff in it we see like launchers air combos and multiple playable characters i'm like wow um why did you release final fantasy 16 why did why was it like that well because it's very pretty (laughs) that game has all the graphics this is a way cheaper game yeah looks better in basically every way i mean yeah of course i think that but (laughs) nobody in this is going to be completely butt naked in the first eight hours and have a bunch of thirsty people be like this game is good actually (laughs) (laughs) if it does though i'll totally crow on that right it's like we need a different mana game (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that'd be really funny um yeah that game that game looks incredible that game looks incredible. Apparently, it's coming out uh, summer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it is not on Game Pass. Because at the end of every one of these sections, they're like, oh, it's on Xbox and it's on Game Pass. And this one was just like, it's on Xbox. Yeah. And did, you, <laughs> did you see the, the hot new Game Pass game they're getting this month is Resident Evil 2? Like, like the remake? Yeah. Okay. Man. That is so old. That was the game we played when I bought the Xbox One uh, One X. Right? I'm surprised they didn't uh, chatter drop and just completely kill a game this time during their developer direct, like last year. Isn't that such a surprise? I mean, hey, Hi-Fi Rush at least got a lot of coverage from people who played it because it came out that day, and then they just went, this is a 10 out of 10 in the best game of the year. And they definitely held those opinions by the end of that year. Yep. Someone's going to think I'm specifically referencing someone. I'm not. (laughs) So if that arc actually happened with a specific individual, I predicted them. I don't know them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we got uh, this really cool guy right here uh, from Aura. Mm -hmm. Uh, Aura, history untold. Agra, did you have any thoughts or vibes with this game? Uh, I've never really gotten Civ. I've tried to play it a few times. Uh, I can't win a game on easy mode. There's something about those games I don't under-fucking-stand. That's great. We should play Versus someday. And Let's by do some- it. Someday, I mean several days, because it's Civ. I I played a lot of Civ 3, I think? Maybe, maybe even it was 2. 
Let me let me go look right now because I'm sure Steam will tell me. Civilization is great. You know those people who who are like, oh, I wish I had time for games. Like games are so cool. I okay, just it don't was have five. Time. It was five. I'm a full grown adult. I don't have time for games. I don't understand those people unless the only game they were talking about is Civ. Because I play Civ and I have a great time, and I go, I have to eat. I'll die if I play this. <laughs> and that's how it goes every time. God, Civ Five is fourteen years old. Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Fourteen? Yeah, came out in twenty ten. There's a six though, right? There is. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Still though. Yeah, that's still insane. I still feel like, like five feels like the watershed moment where it got a little bit more went to the public view. I mean, for me, that was Civ on the Super Nintendo because just decide which one we're gonna play for Civ month. The month, only month yeah. that's the... not only one game, it's one match. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Look into it. Um, yeah, it's made by uh, Oxide Games, which is former Firaxis employees. Uh, Aura History Untold. It's coming out fall. It's got people making Civ faces. Yes. As you can see, these thought leaders, I believe that, that was... Something the... like that. Yeah. Uh, now, interesting thing... In avowed the the world it it happens in the place that is happening is called the Living Lands. However, in our history untold, you can go see the Living World. Oh my God! And I was losing it. I was like, man, a lot of living going on in this uh, <laughs> this direct. Damn. Uh, that is weirdly enough not coming to Xbox. That is PC and PC Game Pass. I was a little surprised given I thought this was an Xbox developer direct, but I guess it's just listed on YouTube as developer direct. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too. I, that's why I put Xbox show in parentheses <laughs> next to it. I was like, this really doesn't indicate where what it's for at all. Right. They're slowly getting used to the fact that Xbox is more of a, a game brand and not a platform. Or maybe something we don't even need to mention. <laughs> game Pass is the real brand. And then we hit the final game. As it is written here, in Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Uh, I have never seen an Indiana Jones movie except for 20 minutes of the one that had uh, Sean Connery. Oh, that's it. That's weird. I thought you some weirdly ended up watching the Force one. No, you, okay. Th yeah. Okay, if you listener, if you pay attention to Bob's stories, he will repeatedly assume <laughs> I saw some movie with him around 2008, 2009, and it's never true. <laughs> that era, I was I was too poor and stopped going to theaters entirely. But there is this and two or three other movies where you're convinced I went with you, and I'm like, no. Uh, What's the movie the guy Ken Levine likes and he clearly put it into the DLC for Infinite? Oh, Sucker Punch? So that's one of them and mm -hmm. there are two others and I can't remember them right now. I I don't know. I just I, I went to Christmas dinner once in the third Indiana Jones movie because it is the third one with, yeah, with Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was that was playing and I was like, yeah, this seems cool. Yeah. You should watch these. Yeah, no, I really want to uh, watch all the way through the first one, Temple of Doom because mm -hmm. I've never done that and then rewatch the uh, the next two. And I probably would have bought a Blu-ray, bought a Blu-ray collection last year to watch them all. Uh -huh. But because the movie was coming out, they jacked up the prices on the collection. They did. So mm. this year might be the year. And obviously I'm going to need to get ready because Machine Games is making a hell of a game for Todd Howard. Todd Howard wants you to know that 
he had an idea for a game and these are just the right people to make it for you. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. I was like, what do you mean that we're going to Todd Howard and this is actually his idea secretly? Like, why Why would you do that, bro? Bro, the room, read it. No. Do not trot out Todd Howard no. to boost your game this no, I'm close sorry. after he's Starfield. He's, he's immune to all that. He is eternal. He cannot be stopped. He has a supernatural charisma. He's a fae spirit. (laughs) He's a bog witch doing YouTube cosplay, all right? When when Bethesda collapses, Todd Howard will walk out unscathed and instantly get $3 billion from NetEase to make a new studio. They will make Elder Scrolls 7 because I think he personally owns that IP. That is a rumor. It very much could be true and then he and uh, peter molyneux will somehow find the trumpet that blows the end of the world and make throw or make war on the throne of heaven <laughs> uh apparently indiana jones is they're going for like a harrison ford but the ai generated look um <laughs> they it's clearly not harrison ford though because he's old and why would he voice act a fucking video game uh bob did it turn out that we found out who it was we sure did find out who it was who in gaming is gonna play indiana jones it's troy baker doing a harrison ford impression thank you todd for the plan it's so based (laughs) uh this is coming out stunningly fast because they announced this was coming this they announced this three years ago yeah, they, they did announce this three years ago, which made it crazy that it was here and uh, allegedly out later this year. I mean, how long has it been since their last game, though? Like Machine? Yeah, Machine Game's last thing, I feel like, was a pretty long time ago, so it feels like it should definitely um, be coming. 2019? But they also made those Quake ports. Yeah, but those are Those, are those aren't that big, but... Right. I, I mean, th- when they announced in 2021 they had nothing they had absolutely literally nothing to show whatsoever which made me think yeah we're just starting mm-hmm. right because they this, literally this, just this... did that with blade and it sounds like insomniac did that with wolverine that's a thing that happens <laughs> yeah um but this game like if it's like machine games other games it's not going to be a giant open world thing it's going to be like 10 to 15 hours long it not to be mean, it doesn't look like a top, like it doesn't look like some immaculate super game visually. It looks like a mid, you know, like a decent modern game. So I assume that they've probably just had a normal dev cycle. But it's like, like a, yeah, we can get out in three and a half years. It's like a next gen game. So like, obviously, it looks at least as good as Doom Eternal, right? No, no. <laughs> I would say it looks about as good as Wolfenstein one and two. I was uh, joking that the punch animations look like they're straight from the Riddick game they made. Which is nuts. I've never played that Riddick game, but I could totally believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a first-person whip shoot 'em up action game. First-person shooter with whipping and punching. Yeah, and where you solve puzzles, too. And you gotta uh, get those in there. You gotta climb stuff, so then it cuts to the third person, so you can watch indie climb stuff. Uh, as someone who's I understand Indiana Jones. I get the appeal that he's a charismatic everyman. Uh huh. I get that. I don't understand being in first person playing as him. That's the only kind of game they can make. I know. And that's why Todd saying they're just the people to make it drove me fucking bonkers. And not in a way where I'm angry, in a way where I'm like, Todd, the sky's just, it's not green, damn it. It's blue. It's fucking blue. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's just, 
They spent so much of that presentation, like explaining to you that this this was definitely a very necessary artistic choice they made, and not just the, the game they know how to make. Yeah, and it's like your games don't feel good on controller even for first person. So I know it's just not going to feel good in general unless I play on PC. So it's just so many layers of like, why is this Indiana Jones? Why were you making an Indiana Jones game? Yeah, it's just it's just to me. Not a lot of games are that, but Indiana Jones definitely is a thing where it's like, that's why Uncharted is third person. Mm -hmm. You want to see the character going through the thing. The character being on screen is important. Doing it first person feels incredibly stupid. <laughs> it feels like an arcade machine where you would get a whip accessory to do that. <laughs> yeah, like the like, like the Castlevania, Castlevania one. Yeah, just well, something Dan, about it's so weird. You're not you're not playing as Indiana Jones. You oh, I'm not? are Indiana Jones. I'm Indiana Jones. Wow. Yeah, the whip animation also looks terrible. I don't know if they're going to fix that or what. <laughs> um. Let's see. Whip for combat, swinging, and distraction. Ooh. They were like, you can use it to distract guards. And I'm like, yeah, and alert every other guard in the three-mile radius that you're there. What, no, what was a that lot of noise? People, a lot of people just crack whips on the base all the time. <laughs> where, where where were they? They were like, we need to get to this ancient Italian or Roman city. <laughs> I'm just like, it's not what it seems, is what they said. And I'm like, yeah, everyone's trying to fucking sleep, and you won't stop cracking that whip. <laughs> They're going to come out and kill your ass. God. Now the horror of them making a trailer where they cut it to uh, that that song that has cracked that whip. Uh, oh, the Devo. Yeah, the Devo yeah, song. The Devo like, song. no. But of course, it has to be remade into some song that everyone would hate. So it's like really self-serious. Yeah. Do, 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 do. You must whip it. whip <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's I, funny I how the like, like epic trailer music somehow. and vaporwave are not different. <laughs> it's just different sound fonts. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, and then it, apparently it's set between the Lost Ark and the Last Crusade. Yeah, which I don't know which movies those are. The Two and three? three, third, yeah. So the second, third. <laughs> Aren't there five movies? One moment. I mean, it's set between the first and the third. The second one, I think, is... Yeah, but second, third implies it's... If you divide it into thirds, it would be... But there are an odd number of things. You just said second, third. Second and third. Second and third. Okay. Okay, yeah. I okay. was like, what is... <laughs> this is just like, counting the upward. second, third is like such a fucking weird way to phrase yeah, it. It's five. Lost Ark okay. is one, and then Last Crusade is three. Okay, so, so I think I think Temple what? of Doom is before... Oh, Temple Doom is oh. the third? No, Temple no, Doom is the first. Do no, yes. If they said it's between Lost Ark and Last Crusade, Lost Ark is the first one, and Temple of... I mean, and Last Crusade is the third. It goes Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. So they we already have something order. there. I think Temple of Doom chronologically takes place in before, maybe? I don't know. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Someone it... in chat is saying Temple of Doom's the second movie, but it's a prequel. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. See, I don't know these things because I didn't fucking watch any of them. Yeah, I didn't know that they had a weird chronological order to them. That's bizarre. Would you say you were chronologically confused and then make a video essay about a timeline? No, I wouldn't. Oh. Would you make a video essay about Jinkaria, though? No. You <sighs> said you'd do it. Ah, damn it! <laughs> Fine. Uh, 
yeah, I don't. Mm. Uh, by the way, that's out later this year. They promised. Yeah, I believe it. Todd Howard looked in the camera's eye and he's like, and I promise that'll be out later this year because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they ended the direct. It was really weird. I gotta, I gotta watch those Indiana Jones films. I gotta get cultured, right? You know? Sure, I have a collection of like, what was it, the Fast and Furious pod, uh, movies on uh, Blu-ray, but uh, let's do, yeah, let's do yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, let's, like let's be real. I think the, the Indiana Jones is a little bit more important to culture. Okay, well, I wasn't gonna say it, but now. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know Cause, now. Because the way they held it in the like the way they held it in this direct is the same way you just expressed it. I'm like, guys. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's true. 2024. Indiana Jones definitely doesn't hold the same merit it used to. But they're like as far I, as the impact on filmmaking it had back then and everything else. Right. Like the, the, like the point, first three movies are any just, Spielberg movie and you'll fucking get it. Right. Uh yeah, I don't know. They were like, Indiana Jones is one of the most iconic characters and important. And I'm like, it's 2024. Yeah, no. he's like, you've made enough movies of him as an old man. It's we not, even it tested matter. this last year. Yeah. Uh, do you think? Do you think they're going to start saying shit like that about like Iron Man? Though they're going to be like, Iron Man's one of the most important cinematic characters, and I'll be like, I guess. Yeah, I feel like they've already done that, that when the true, Avengers right? movie showed up or Avengers game showed up, but I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I don't. I don't know shit about Indiana Jones. We gotta solve that. And then when they announce a new Fast and the Furious game, then we'll solve that. Oh my God, no, they better not. They better never do it again. <laughs> The fact they did it recently in the grand scheme of things is scary enough. Like, mm -hmm. why did they, what? Why yeah, isn't that? that what they ended up one of the Game Awards on? Yeah. Good job, and Jeff. Then that game was. And then Jeff basically went to the internet and went, look, it wasn't originally the ending, but the people who were the ending canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny as hell. That was funny as hell. Will Sean Connery be voiced by Nolan North? Would he show up in this? I, he, I don't think he Time would. I mean, he could but i feel like in last crusade it's kind of a thing of like he hasn't seen his dad in a long time right so it'd be weird if he saw his dad here in between the two it'd be weird if that was a lie <laughs> um okay well uh that's it for news i thought overall the developer direct was great but i also skipped all of hellblade bob what did you think uh it was a little mid it was all right though i i just when you put it up against like the king, like Nintendo, it's like, no, it's, this was nothing. This was a spec. You had one third party come by. No, I guess two third parties come by. Because Aura. Yeah. Met Mana. Yeah. And so it's like almost 50%. Yeah. Like there, it doesn't feel that much like an Xbox showcase either because it was pretty diluted with that. Yeah. So it's weird. I'm like, it's all right. It was. I'm not it, it going was, to play any of these games, I don't think. You're not going to play Visions of Mana? Oh, except for Vision of Mana. Again, <laughs> You're not going to play Indiana Jones? You're not going to try? I mean, we might play it for a try. podcast or something. But I, th I, th I, I honestly... I guess, I, could, I guess with Game Pass, I could get a month of it and try it out. Bob, I feel like by the time Indiana Jones comes out, there might be a reason that I need to know what happens in that video game. I might just need to know if certain things pay off. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't... Like, I don't... I've never made it through a, a Machines game game. They all feel so bad to control and have 
basically nothing redeeming enough to get past that. Well, what if... What if we got a second PC that was strong enough to run the game? And I, then it just didn't run because it's a PC game. <laughs> I, like, rushed to, to prove Bob wrong, and I'm like, I beat Wolfenstein the New Order. I didn't beat the New Colossus because it was kind of bad. Well, there's you tried. So many, there, there's only so many times that you can fuck up stealth, fight guys for five minutes, and then realize, oh, like, this entire big area is now devoid of enemies because they all rush to fight me during that alert. Right, and it sounds like this game is going to be set up that exact same way. <laughs> it's like, why would I, why would I sell this? Would it not just kill them all? Uh, but that's it for the gaming news. I guess we could also get Chris's and Agro's opinion on the developer direct. Chris, what did you think? I ne I never like the let's show the develop like B roll of the developers working in their offices. Um. I also I also just think like you didn't focus on any of the stuff that you needed to focus to on about my man. No, like you spent you spent five minutes on the combat. I know the combat's going to be bad. It's a Western RPG. You should focus <laughs> on the dialogue options and show me the skill tree because I was really like the skill tree of the outer worlds is what really frosted my ass about that game, especially since they compared it so directly to Fallout, which has the really fantastic or did before Fallout 4. Um <laughs> had the really great perk system which was like character like character building in an rpg combined with like actual feats like it felt much more flat like cooked and mm -hmm. it would actually encourage you to do weird things like the feet and where it's like if you're wearing sunglasses you take less da a lot less damage from laser weapons because it's reflecting off your sunglasses <laughs> that's pretty fun and and then the outer world is like you can carry 5% more. You do 10% more damage with these weapons. Well, I'm extremely, I'm, I'm in a much anticipation mode for Avowed to find out if it's uh, one of those cool things he said versus one of those really fucking lame things he said. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious of the structure of Avowed. Anything other than what they showed, basically. <laughs> you guys are all giant nerds. That trailer had it with a wand in one hand and a gun in the other. That's game of the year. Yeah, I was like, Agro's got to be on the same page as me here of, that is fucking hilarious and great. <laughs> it's like, you can dual wield wands. I'm like, this is some source of lock shit. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, what did you think about the developer direct overall? I mean, it was one of those random shows that they just sort of shit out with little warning and i'm like oh yeah that was that was like nothing made me want to kill myself this is great you know why because of hellblade one you're welcome <laughs> it's true i did i did come in like a half an hour late and so i was able to just scrub through the hellblade section <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that probably upped it a few points in my mind jesus <laughs> i'm seriously i'm hitting the right arrow like is it still just hellblade yep okay Oh man, uh, I am curious how the reviews for Hellblade are gonna go, because I I don't see any reason for us to play it. We played one. Yeah, um, it, we did. I have to. I have to play it. I, have I mean, to know what it, it is, is one of those giant games, allegedly big games from Microsoft. So maybe we have to play it on that merit. But that's like it. We still have that, that mic sitting around, so maybe we have to play it because of that. I mean, that would be a funny bit. Uh, but hearing they didn't expand it, 
yeah. in any major ways. Uh, I don't know. I would have been there if there was ambition, but it sounds like they're making the same size of game and it hasn't needed to majorly evolve, but I hear the combat is new. So who knows? Anyway. Uh, coming up in the next week, tomorrow specifically for us, I guess we're <laughs> playing Remember Me. Oh, man. Do we have to? Do you yes. have to remember her? Yes, we have to, actually. How much more remember it? <laughs> mm, I think we're going to have to remember the whole thing. <laughs> uh, Chris, what do you have coming up? I will finally get to Darksiders. I will also play more Octopath, probably, but that's that's separate. Okay. I might try, I might try to finally play Baldur's Gate 3, but, but Octopath's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always... I'm all, like... I'm torn between wanting to play Baldur's Gate 3 to talk about it in any capacity on Game of the Year, but at the same time, my my MO is always pl just play it at the, when the expansion comes out. They'll be done. They'll be done buffing out any dings, and I'm not going to... I only have so many 150-hour games left in me. I'm, it's always hard to be like, do it and then do it again when the expansion comes out. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Agro, what you got going on in the next week? I'm I'm really looking forward to the being able to just say whatever the fuck about Baldur's Gate 3 during Game of the Year, and you guys just have to believe me, because that's the kind of game it is. Agro's <laughs> just like, I'm interested to read my own D&D &D campaign I wrote. They'll buy it. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of Big Think Dimension. A uh, new part of Game of the Year on Monday. Ooh, probably. Unless things go awry. Oh, no. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension was only possible because of you and your support over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast, where you can vote on which Jackie Chan movie you want us to watch. Also, get that early access to that Pokemon Go to the Movies, which you otherwise would have to wait two months to get access to. There's so much stuff over there, like commentary tracks for movies and other things. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Yeah.